0: Well, I'm still standing. It's one of those weeks where you're not sure if you're going to be after being away six days and uh, not providing for my own rest and relaxation and regeneration. So this has been a week of recovery, but I, I don't think we've missed a beat. And uh, I'm feeling a little bit better. Each day, I, be- I felt a little bit better. So thanks for your caring concern. Super Don didn't even ask about me. He just, just turned on the mic. I know that's how it is. You just show up. But it's, there Don't be a girly man. Come on.
1: Now. <laughs> how you should really I get I to with, start the show. I, you, with, you sound like Elton John every day now.
0: Do I? I I'm I'll still I put on standing. my funny-looking glasses. I'm still standing. Right. You know, not every day, but every day this week, it's been one of those days. I'm just being honest. <laughs> it's like where I'm normally not feeling like... talk about i won't say what i felt like because you don't like it when i say that uh but here i am friday my day of fasting and yeah i'm upright and that's good it's really good and i'm on the mend i feel better than i have the whole week and tomorrow i should be back in the gym and let's see if i can even do that chow challenge you know because it's the full-on every every round that that could that could wipe me out we'll see what happens anyway today on the show might we talk about that i think we Mm -hmm. got a show to do today Uh, First hour, Dr. Andrew G. Huff. We're going to be talking about the truth about Wuhan, how I uncovered the biggest lie in history. Uh, He's uh, made the rounds on media, but he hasn't been here yet, so we're going to have a good time with him talking about the lab leak and all the things that he experienced working at the Echo Health Alliance. Pretty fascinating to have someone on the inside there. Uh, Hour two, Sophia Manolesco. Jexit. What was the first one? Brexit?
1: Brexit? Yeah.
0: Brexit was like leaving. That was the, the EU, the Britain leaving, leaving the EU, EU, Brexit. And then we had black Blexit, which was black no, people leaving the Democrat. That was, party. Uh,
1: that was coined by Candace Owens,
0: I believe. Candace Owens, right? I, there's no. been a number of exits, and this one is Jexit. Jexit. Are Jewish people leaving the Democrat Party? I think that'd be a good thing. We'll talk about that with her. And who knows what else will happen on today's broadcast. But thanks for being here. Share the show, robertscottbell.com slash listen except on YouTube and Spotify, where we're banned. But everywhere else, come on and join us. Tell everybody. Let's get this healing party started right about now.
1: The Robert Scott Scott Bell Show.
2: The voice of health, freedom, and liberty,
3: the Robert Scott Bell Show.
0: All right, you guys, it's time for another two hours of broadcast healing. And interestingly enough, Super Don has selected a finale. I'm going to go, I'm not going to go right to it in terms of coverage of it, but just to entice you, because the thing that I don't talk about is the most near and dear to my heart and it's homeopathic medicine. And Super Don's got a great article that uh, we're going to cover on uh, co- common ailments and a homeopathic remedy kit. And I, and I'm always, you know, I've got a complex about talking about homeopathy because years ago I did a show on it and it was the most boring, horrible show. We're talking like, you know, it was my 24th year of broadcasting, so it was probably 20 years ago. You got to cut me some slack. I, I'm allowed to have one bad show, uh, but we're gonna we're gonna go there today. And so if you're up for some remedy discussion, we need more of that. As you know, the rightful remedy or the rightful remedies are not made by Pfizer and Moderna and you name it. Yeah, GSK, Merck. You haven't heard a lot about Merck in the the last few years during COVID. Isn't that interesting too? Uh, But there's a lot of disasters coming out of the demon spawn of IG Farben, uh, Nazi Germany, when they broke up that uh, pharmaceutical conglomerate. They still exist and they're still perpetrating the same crimes against humanity. And we go back to 1910 in the Flexner Report then to corrupt medical education in the United States. To make all allopathic medical schools just basically what we call them Pavlovian dog doctors when the bell rings they write a prescription for a synthetic patented pharmaceutical don't ask questions about how things actually happen don't don't acknowledge natural immunity certainly don't talk about detoxification of the liver i mean my gosh that'll get you thrown out as a quack despite the fact that over 500 known functions of the liver and counting most surround various ways to detoxify the body of metabolic waste, much less environmental toxins or artificial synthetic injections of mRNA, which that's a whole other level of detoxification when you think about it. Because rather than uh, the traditional vaccines that had measurable quantities that we could say of mercury or aluminum or different adjuvants and things, you knew you can target and try to detox those materials, substances. We're talking about instructions coming in via synthetic mRNA to alter DNA protein synthesis without end, seemingly with no off switch, and no limit to where it would go in the body. So we have a dilemma. We all have a dilemma. If you're a healthcare provider of any kind, holistic or not, what do we do to respond to this? That's part of what we do. Last week, we had uh, Dr. Tracy Straup on with our good friend, Judy Mikovits, who was with me in Orlando at a great event, talking about strategies to address the very real manifestations of this devastating technology that is thought to be the future of vaccinology, if they can get away with it. But they require prolonged or indefinite emergency declarations. Remember the EUA that still apparently exists, I think Biden extended another emergency in some way, shape or form. Who's challenging him? The Democrats have the House of Representatives. Have they put up a challenge to these ongoing declarations of emergency? Or do they benefit by them, too, through the Hegelian dialectic? I'm just asking. I want you to think about these things. And and, and where do we go now that many in the medical community, not all, have acknowledged the error of the ways or recognize now that they have been duped, they have been played, they have been deceived? Do we immediately put them back on their pedestal where they were because we have a worshipful culture in the West and in the United States where we elevate doctors as demigods? Instead of humans that are fallible, yes, they have certain education and training, but not necessarily in ways to remediate the damage that they cause. The Starfield uh, report that was uh, published in the Journal of the American Medical Association in the year 2000, remember that, we've covered that so many times over the years, basically acknowledged that modern medicine and all of its trappings is the third leading cause of death in the United States, I would say in the West, and I've argued that it is the first the leading cause of death, because that which they do to prevent and or treat disease also causes the number one and the number two causes of death, cardiac events, heart disease, and cancer. And you can't see that any more clearly, I think, than mRNA injections resulting in died suddenly, SAD, sudden adult death syndrome. We talked uh, on the air yesterday, we learned about uh, Elvis Presley's daughter, Priscilla, and she had a heart attack. She was transported. We didn't know. and Now she's, she's dead. 54 years of age. Now, for me to say, oh, it was definitely the jab. No, we don't do that here. Any more than the Buffalo Bills player would say, oh, it was definitely the jab. However, if you look at the died suddenly, if you look at the athletes or people in their 50s, more than ever, overall mortality rises. How do you deny the unique na- nature or lack of nature? that What has occurred? What has been introduced to the population? And you have certainly credentialed physicians like Peter McCullough in the cardiac field saying basically what we're saying. You can't deny that it might be a, a causative link. It's not Priscilla Presley. Who was it then? Which Presley was that? I messed up on the Presleys, super Tell me. Tell me. Help me out. Lisa Marie. Lisa Marie. Priscilla Presley was Priscilla was the, the daughter.
1: Priscilla's the mom. Yeah,
0: see how much I am on <laughs> pop culture, even when it comes to Elvis. Yeah.
1: I I am pulling your uh, Elvis uh, fan club card. Well,
0: yeah, I'm sorry. look at me. You I'm just, the Neil Diamond said. fan club guy, not the Elvis guy. So what do you what do you want? <laughs> the Jewish Elvis, remember they called it. So uh, uh, you know this is this is the kind of stuff we're talking about here. As far as how do we look back on history? What do we learn from it, if anything? And of course, more recent history. What do we do? Where do we go from here? Now, I am intrigued by our guest this hour because we're going to talk about some of these things. The first article that SuperDawn has found is about the national security experts criticizing media scientists who dismissed the COVID-19 lab leak theory in an open letter. Uh, This is by uh, an author, Ryan uh, Morgan. And it was uh, coordinated by the Vandenberg Coalition, includes signatures from House Foreign Affairs Committee Chairman Michael McCall, Republican of Texas former U.S. National Security Advisor Robert O'Brien, former U.S. Deputy National Security Advisor Matthew Pottinger, and analysis from the Heritage Foundation, the Hudson Institute Center for Strategic and International Studies, and other security and foreign policy analysts. And, and of course, we were subject to derision, we were subject to censorship, shadow bans on our show as we were banned on a number of outlets, still banned on YouTube and Spotify for bringing these discussions out into the open. Also pointing out the fallacy of uh, polymerase chain reaction tests. There was no validation. there was no standardization of those tests. Those only exist also under emergency use authorization. And then you begin to realize whether it was an intentional or accidental leak, they were not gonna let that crisis go to waste. And it was the most profound thing in order to be able to bring mRNA technology out to the fore, not via a marketplace demand, not by a full-on analysis and development, validation of safety and or efficacy but by emergency and the squashing of any treatment for what they called covid prior to even the administration much less the eua authorization of the covid jabs we point out that uh, and had many physicians on that were having 100 success treating it with ivermectin hydroxychloroquine zinc vitamin c d and other things we have our own methods of dealing with it homeopathically I use silver and, of course, a big thing, copper. Yet these things were not allowed to be discussed at all, especially if you were a licensed physician. You found out how much you don't have freedom of speech. Having done this show for 24 years, having been a homeopath for almost 30, I can point out long before there was a COVID censorship, there was censorship engaged in the mainstream media against the things that I know and many of my friends and colleagues know about natural methods to remediate Respond to, cure, treat disease, cancer, or mild, simply common cold. You can have uh, a dietary mineral supplement that can reverse what they call a viral cold. And if you claim it and you sell it, they will squash you. They will find you in less than 24 hours. Yet they claim it took them over 10 years or so to find Osama bin Laden, who is on dialysis in a cave somewhere. There's some weird stuff, folks. (laughs) And there's some wake up calls happening. The question is, are we going to learn from it? Are we going to do better now that we know better? And I'm going to ask that of Dr. Andrew G. Huff. He's got quite a background. He's got, well, this book, The Truth About Wuhan, How I Uncovered the Biggest Lie in History. And I would say built upon a lot of lies that pharmaceutical medicine is the only way to prevent or treat disease. How about that for a big lie that we bought in our culture, much of the Western world? His website, Andrew H-U-F-F, andrewhuff.com. You can see his background. It's pretty, it's very impressive, actually. If you go to the About Huff section, the things that he has done, uh, degrees in psychology, security technologies. B- pardon me, Dr. Huff, as I read this, it's very impressive. Like, dude, you're a bit of an egghead, too. Mer- uh, environmental health science, emerging infectious disease, specialty track, PhD at University of Minnesota. Then you went to MIT, complex system modeling and analysis. I'm looking at you, I'm like, you don't look like a nerd.
2: Yeah, I guess that everyone thinks I'm a meathead, actually, they meet me in person, I'm six foot five, I used to be in the military, I come off as a infantryman, when people meet yes. me, I think I'm a meathead, and I actually had a, another scientist tell me once at a conference, uh, you only got here because you're pretty. <laughs> and it was a female woman, and maybe she, her appearance was a little off herself, but I couldn't believe that she's I, it was so unprofessional. I couldn't believe that this uh, person had said that to me. Like, you really believe that I got here based on my looks? Well, I, I mean, I how, how is that I mean, possible?
0: I I love the way you had to make that distinction of it's a female woman because well, our male see, women, yeah. jo- you know, who knows? Uh but I mean, all of all that schooling. No, you were a uh, research fellow at the Department of Homeland Security, Center for, uh, of Excellence, senior member of the technical staff at Sandia National Laboratories. Man, you've been far in. And then an executive, this is where, you know, almost comes full circle to Echo Health Alliance, which we know is the great controversy in, in terms of uh, uh, the funding when the uh, domestic uh, gain of function studies were curtailed. And then Fauci and others said, hey, let's take it out to Wuhan uh, in China. And see what see what they can do. We got to keep this up. In the meantime, you know, Fauci goes, "No, we didn't do it. We didn't do it. It's rare, whatever it is." So, as you've been so far into this mess, how how are you able to see through it now to be able to say the things that you're saying? And do you do you feel any sense of I, I don't know if guilt is the right word looking back on what you've done in this time or how you participate or not? Because I don't know all the details like that. Your personal journey and how you perceive your experience there.
2: Well, there was definitely a period of time where I felt some guilt because while I worked at EcoHealth Alliance, I was largely, largely responsible for making the company solve it. My por- portfolio of research was highly successful. I brought about $6 million to the company within my first year and a half there. And EcoHealth Alliance's uh, overall operating budget at the time was probably only 25 or $30 million, but the company was on the rocks financially. And that money that I brought in actually probably saved the company. Uh, it enabled uh, the growth of this portfolio of work. So in some way, I, I did contribute to to this, and and I never in a million years would have thought that this gain of function work would have went down the path to this logical endpoint or to the endpoint that it, it it wound up at. Not necessarily logically, hmm. and you know maybe I could have stopped it or something. I mean th- those kind of uh, feelings and thoughts I think are perfectly normal when you're on the inside of something that is this big piece of human history.
0: Yeah, I, I look, I, I'm the journey we've all been on, of course, the things you've interacted with now have impacted the entire planet, probably not in a way that you're real happy about either, uh, as far as your journey through the deepest and, and darkest, some of the darkest places in talking Homeland Security. You also served in the armed forces, uh, you know, after 9-11 that impacted you. Uh, you went overseas, operna- Operation Enduring Freedom, I believe, as well as Iraqi Freedom. Uh, And uh, I just think about all the things that maybe we were deceived about in that regard, too, because we go back and discuss these things and look at the operation. uh, What was it? The Project for a New American Century, PNAC report, how they talked about what we need is another Pearl Harbor to occur on our own shores, so that we can do exactly what they did after 9-11, which causes great suspicion in me to say, hey, um, if it wasn't a full on inside job, the the fact that they claim that these uh, terrorists could fly planes into, I mean, there's a lot of things that we go, doesn't make sense even to this day.
2: Well, there are a number of things that don't make make sense. And with all psychological operations, it's probably 80% truth and and 20% lie. And the trick is finding out what the 20% lie is and and why they're lying about something. In terms of 9-11 conspiracy, I I believe that for the most part, much of what we were told about 9-11 was factual in the events that occurred, Then now talking about the war in Iraq, I was actually against the war in Iraq, and I fought, fought in it um the, this whole premise that Saddam had weapons of mass destruction well, well yes we had the receipts from giving Saddam uh chemical weapons biological weapons capability he did then dismantle those because he knew we were coming in which we probably knew at the time but we told everyone that that he still had these in, and then he you know I just famously remember Colin Paul saying that there's yellow cake in uh, uh, in centrifuges in Iraq, and, and none of this was true. Um, I actually saw many of the dis, dismantled uh, chemical and biological facilities uh, in Iraq. They're they within my area of operation, actually, we I at a station, and um, they were impressive, and they're completely leveled.
0: Yeah, I and I bring that up because I had a sense that you would see through that and know that, and at the same time, we look back at history and say, how much of this where we manipulated to believe to work on a certain outcome that didn't necessarily benefit the average American. We talk about defense of the United States and, and uh, it's people or the constitution, but benefited a group of, uh, uh, I don't know if you call them dark cabal uh, type deep state globalists. You know, I've seen this emerge in, in the support for even what's happened uh, post, you know, the Wuhan lab leak in COVID. The the diminishment, the destruction of the economy of the United States, the freedom of its people, I, I mean, just in an abandonment, and and I'm not saying it's 100 percent one party or another. I think there's guilt to go around in all parties, with very few people protesting. And I would argue partly because people, and I'm not going to say like me, not me particularly, but like me, people that are holistically inclined that were predicting and and warning and re and and treating successfully, and were right about all the things that the the the, the elite PhDs and MDs were wrong about. And, and we're never consulted, you know. So we have a monopoly, one-party approach to public health, and 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 disease and infection. Despite the fact that there's a myriad of ways to address all of that.
2: Well, the funny thing is, it, it's not that the, the elites weren't weren't uh, questioned. It's what information they decided to put forward. Did you know that Dr. Ralph Barrick, the, the father of gain of function worth on SARS-CoV-2, wrote the seminal paper showing that zinc kills uh, SARS-CoV-2 or COVID? Did you know mm-hmm.
0: that? Isn't that interesting, though? Yeah,
2: so it came right out of his uh, his laboratory that zinc ionophores kill kill uh, COVID, but that that was never put forward as a remedy or or a treatment for the disease. So it, he also then had his finger in the pie of the development of the SARS CoV two vaccine or the mRNA platform. So he's a really bright guy, brilliant guy. Um, he's also um, sort of um, a sociopath and uh, a criminal in other senses in terms of his gain of function work that he did to help create this, this this monster agent, which ends up being released in Wuhan. But I think a lot of these smart people and scientists, they know what the answers are, because I used to work with these people. And, and like you said, I, I was in the deep state with these people and I, I worked and rubbed shoulders and went to these uh, international conventions and meetings. They just choose to put the the things forward that that line their own uh, pocketbooks Mm -hmm. or they choose to make decisions which, you know, increase their their power or notoriety in the future. Everything they do is is motivated on the self rather than doing what's best for the community.
0: Yeah, no, they don't care about this country. They care about just like we've seen with Biden and his family before uh, they became he became president. Mm And all the things the media and others colluded to keep away from the people, including even in the midterms, you know, they found all the, the apparently these classified documents and they kept that hidden until afterwards. No impact. Now, I'm not saying and this is not a show that it's just partisan politicking, although I acknowledge that right now uh, the, the only uh, resistance to uh, Democrat globalist control are some new republicans that stood even against the the current speaker of the house to say hey, well, we're not just going to give you an easy route because it looks good we want to make sure that you, you know we're able to hold to account you and others that have preceded you uh which is something that's lost when there's no accountability then people will do horrible things if they're convinced that they cannot be held liable for anything they do like for instance the the manufacturers of mrna shots or the previous rounds of vaccinations on the childhood schedule there's no liability should they injure or kill uh, it's a no-fault system, then people are willing to do great evil for their own benefit. That's a uh, known, you talk about psychology, and I have a degree in psychology too, and we we studied that. We know when you remove the consequences for actions that people are willing to do horrific and horrible and atrocious things.
2: Or when they're under the, the social pressure, which occurs in Congress as well. So when they have that yes. social psychological pressure of their peers doing things or behaving a certain way, they tend to want to align and um, not not rock the boat, so to speak, or might be even incentivized to one up uh, through gamesmanship. The the biggest problem I look at with Congress right now is that and both, this is both the Senate, the House, and actually mostly the, the elected federal government, if you want to look at it that way. You know, how sad is that we only have, what What was it, five, well, 20 Freedom Caucus members that were willing to stand up to do the right thing? That goes mm-hmm. to show you how compromised both the Democratic and the Republican Party has become in 2023, where we only have 20, 20 people who are willing to, who want to change the system to make it at least... Easier to have some pushback or control or mm-hmm. um, some recourse against the Speaker of the House if if it becomes this uniparty. Monster, and look at how many other Republicans get on the same page. The, the Republican that represents me in my district here in Upper Michigan seems to be just a, a DC plant. And because he was a, a three-star, or four-star general previously in his career, you know, he was sort of put into this position of power, and he sits there. and It doesn't seem like this guy's doing a lot for us, even though that he's a Republican. And, and I think this is more the the case across the country. Um, you know, I think I tweeted out earlier today that I think. I think I'm going to vote pretty much straight libertarian from this point forward. I have been voting Republican, but I don't really see the point in, in supporting the Republican Party anymore. I mean, So just look at SARS-CoV-2, this disease, this terrible man-made disease, which was backed by the United States government, a huge debacle among the Department of Defense, the National National Institute of Health, the intelligence community, and uh, the United States Agency for International Development. I mean, these are all the key playing agencies that that really screwed this up. And Congress has not investigated this yet. They keep saying that they're going to investigate. They keep saying they're going to investigate on on Twitter. You know, you have Elon Musk also saying like, "Oh, he's going to release the Fauci files," with well, there, there have been no Fauci files. There have been uh, no. There has been no investigation from Congress. Um, the, the the saddest part of all this for me is that I had been feeding uh, under well mainstream journalists and investigative journalists everything I knew about this being a lab leak for the past um well since 2020 and over that first year from 20 to 2021 a lot of the information that i provide makes it into the mainstream media into the narrative and i'm staying behind the scenes trying to stay hidden until i start to come forward or maybe the the government finds out who i am and then the u.s government launches a psych- legal psychological operation against me in 20 um from, well 2021 and all of 2022 and Eventually, I catch these people red-handed. It's the Michigan State Police, the FBI, and the Defense Intelligence Agency. I tra- tracked all my hacked devices back to the DIA. I actually catch the Michigan State Police and, and FBI trespassing on my property, and there's going to be some legal action coming out of that. But they've been breaking into my house, tasing my dogs. Um, I actually got into a gunfight with them on my property, which, of course, the state police refused to investigate. At that time, I didn't know it was probably them and uh, the FBI, um, you know, running away with their tail between their legs. But I mean, this is the crazy world that we live in. And, you know, everything that I just told you, think about how nuts that is. Here I am, a scientist, just coming out with the truth of what's going on. And I discuss this in great detail in my book. And the U.S. government comes after me, and they're either trying to kill me or they're trying to make me look crazy. Neither one is a good option. I was a loyal civil servant my whole life. I trained a bunch of military officers along the way, too. And, you know, they they want to ruin my life for telling the truth about where this disease came from and, you know, how, how screwed up the jabs are. And, um Mm-hmm. And here here we have Congress that doesn't want to investigate this and nobody wants to investigate it. And I, I'm telling you, if they're doing this to me, this is the tip of the iceberg. This this is going to continue. And if we don't stand up and fight back ab- about this in terms of medical freedom, uh, our independence, or, or our liberty, it, it, this is a slippery slope. It, and now is the time to fight because our country is slowly becoming a giant corporation.
0: Yeah. Dr. Andrew Huff is our guest this hour on the Robert Bell Show. We have links to him in the show notes, including to his book that, you know, some of the things that we're talking about with you, Dr. Huff, at least on this show, are not controversial at all. I know for for the mainstream media or even when you were on Fox, it's like a big deal to reveal it. Uh, These are things we've been talking about since the beginning, which is why we've been shadow banned, banned and and deplatformed in many ways. The book is called The Truth About Wuhan how I uncovered the biggest lie in history. Again, lies built on lies built on lies. And I know it's subjective to say it's the biggest because there's been a lot of big whoppers, but certainly it ranks right up there. I'm not going to dispute that. And the fact that you have been uh, retaliated against, that was one of the questions, thankfully, I didn't even have to ask you. You went there because clearly this is a threat to the uh, the ruling establishment elite. And to your point, this is corruption within both of the uh uh, hegelian dialectic parties the democrats and republicans now there are some young ones coming in there are some ones that have still integrity maybe they don't have dirt on them yet i don't know that like you mentioned the 20 people or so that stood uh against mccarthy becoming speaker without some compromise um and there are good people that i hope are running including my uh dear friend jonathan emord who is an exploratory committee Uh, to run for the United States Senate in Virginia to defeat Tim Kaine two years from now. And if he runs, he will win. Uh, So, And I know these people are rooted in the Constitution and they can't be bought. I've witnessed this over years. So it's not an abject failure moving forward. I see there are ways through this, but they're also happening at the state and local level. The, The more we can nullify whatever the feds are doing and or those that would supersede federal authority, usurp the Constitution either via treaty Uh, WHO uh, issues we talked about yesterday regarding rules on on pandemics and what you have the autonomy to do, or other rules that precede that from hygienic practices going back 100 plus years. Uh, There's a fascinating number of uh, paths that could lead to total tyranny here in the United States and a loss of complete sovereignty. Arguably, we don't have a lot left as it is. Uh, so as you're out speaking on these issues and you see, I can tell, you can see the real problems. You're not skirting around the edges and the surface and, and staying superficial. You're recognizing there's a deep level corruption. Uh, what other things might you suggest to correct if we can moving forward so that it won't fall prey to these things? Or is it is it too late? As you talk about voting libertarian, which you know we lean libertarian heavily here on this show.
2: Well, I think the Mises Caucus and the Libertarian Party is, has officially taken over, and I think they're more organized, and maybe they're going to be able to have a stronger showing as more people become disenfranchised with the traditional two parties. It wouldn't be the first time in the United States for a new party to come in and take over. If you look back through U.S. history, third parties do pop up in situations like this, and then they amass power, and then one disappears. And then you're back to two parties with whatever the new party is so maybe that's what we're looking at here but i think enough people on the left and right are both becoming disenfranchised that that becomes more likely the, the one thing that the the globalists and the, the the great reset types want is they want to split apart family and community and the one thing that COVID response or pandemic response policy was effective at was making people sit at home lone, lonely and be lonely in their homes and they broke up community, whether that be through church or through sports or other activities where people get together. So, so what you can really do to fight this, it sounds simple, is you just go be active in your community, get back out into community, your community, do things, go check on your neighbors, hold events, hold barbecues, throw parties, because what they can't censor is the speech and dialogue that they have with that you have in your home and with your friends and the more that you become addicted to your electronic devices your computers and these platforms the more that they can control and censor and then identify who you are to when they actually want to target you for a psychological operation i actually used to help develop these kind of these platforms using machine learning and artificial artificial intelligence so if you're not mm-hmm. contributing as a data point who you are, it makes it very difficult for them to target things back to you if you're not part of the system. So the main thing is be part of the of your community and get out and be active. And and, and when it comes to the politics, there's a famous old saying in DC politics, all politics are local. And and when you look at it, that's absolutely true. So instead of trying to, you know, get 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 getting pissed off at whatever the president's doing, because that's about Mm -hmm. as unreal as it gets from your average person well, Mm -hmm. look at what's happening in your community and take it up with your local lowest representatives and elected elected officials and become part of that and once yeah. you start to have more impact there you can become you can move up the the hierarchy so to speak within you know the party system or or um, I wouldn't say protesting but but vocalizing and making your opinion known in different ways. And there's different strategies to do that. I mean, if you're the social media kind of person that seems to, to have some impact if you can get a following. Um, if you can be a grass organizer, you know how to get people together for a dinner to get money because all these fights take money. I mean, the one thing that I'm really peeved about when I look at the, the strategy behind all this is that you have the George Soros of the world who have really deep pockets and they've effectively launched a strategy against the global population to instill the craziest liberal policies, which just it basically breed anarchy. And, you know, that can actually, that actually bridges a lot of liberals and and conservative, I should say, Democrats or Republicans, because not even that many Democrats are that liberal. And that's the insanity of this whole thing. But there are not many conservatives who are very wealthy stepping up to the plate because they're too cheap to fund any counter strategy towards these people. And unless the wealthy people on our side are willing to contribute and actually fight these people dirty the way that they've been fighting against the global population, we're going to lose. Because the government funding is w- one side of this. And, and you know, how the, the government was la- laundering money through FTX, to Ukraine, back to fight the COVID um, narrative. I mean, that actually happened. I'm not sure. Are you familiar with that? You-
0: yeah, it, it was how how they, I guess you'd call it funneling money or, or is it laundering money? But it, it was a brilliant scheme. And it was never designed to, you know, raise money for the average person that was like, oh, it's a new crypto. I can really do well. It was all about uh, ultimately collapsing well, yeah. it and sending the money to the Democrat Party, yeah.
2: Well, and they also ran money to Vanity Fair and ProPublica to run uh, follow, to run interference on the COVID origin story. Mm-hmm. So they're actually using the laundered taxpayer money to basically uh, as a as a psyop against the American people for to to distract them for what the truth was about the origin of COVID and then, then the mRNA jabs. I mean, you can't make this crap up. But the point is we'll never win this fight unless we have some conservatives or libertarian-minded people that are going to start bankrolling people who want to take this fight back to them and start really? playing the same dirty tricks to the other extreme right of back back against them because unless we fight we will lose
0: yeah well said uh i think about the good people that i know personally but i i think also with the uh, rise of artificial intelligence and, and Super Don has found my producer, this, this, I, I don't even know what it's called, that uh, they're going on and, and you're asking this AI online and it just spits out things just like poetry and everything. And it's, if it's, if your life is only online, you, we have no idea what's real. I mean, I I know what I'm doing, I know what you're doing, but, you know, people will say, hey, they're deep fakes now, they're so real, you don't know if somebody's a robot or they're real. So part of our strategy has to be part of what you discussed, getting out into the real world, interacting with your neighbors, your family, your friends, your local community, because in a, at a time when people are being fed artificially, what they want to hear and see. So you confirm their biases about the world. You can have an event like, uh, the Floyd guy that, that, that died right up in Minnesota. And you'll have half the population online getting one view of it, half the other, and nobody on the ground is able to relate what really happened. And so we have this completely divided view of the world because we've been fed what validates our initial beliefs or biases by the artificial intelligence that does that through social media and browsing habits and all of that so we we truly believe in the reality we believe in not realizing how much that is manipulated via online algorithms and things
2: well the one thing that machine learning and artificial intelligence does and i've actually built some of these types of platforms and then specifically these uh, na- natural language processing platforms which you're referring to they're very good about identifying what what category of person you are based on all the other data points, which they can uh, metadata, which is collected from people and their behavior online, the things that they do, they when they shop, all these different, these little cues, these little variables go into the model. So once they have that figured out, it's really easy to, for, for um the opposition or someone who is nefarious to present you or nudge you with with a piece of information Mm -hmm. which is, is sort of a confirmation bias in nature so the idea is they can put something that's only one st- or two steps ahead of your thought process, but something that you're probably likely to, to believe, which could be a complete lie, and then keep pushing you down that that path. And the ultimate goal is if they're doing that across a population of people, they can do that to, to increase division. And I think that's what's actually happening.
0: Well, and this is where I, I come back to our reconnection to the source of all wisdom beyond artificial intelligence. And that is our daily practices that help us commune with the divine with god the spirit because at a time where it is difficult to near impossible to determine what is real and what is not because the ai uh uh, the ability to 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 fool the mind is so simple i mean we could do it uh, you know the hand is quicker than the eye stuff in just simple magic tricks you can fool the mind but think about what they're doing at the levels of artificial intelligence and algorithms being steps ahead of our thought form they know where it'll go and then they just prompt us and prod us and we're already there. And then we're acting not on uh, an actual reality, but an artificial reality as well. And so how do we break that cycle by daily practice contemplative prayerful practices, reconnecting with a source of all wisdom and life itself. That is something again, this is why there's so much antipathy from many in the media and in government for people of faith. Now, I'm not here to tell you what faith you should have. That's not my role. God created us all individual and unique, and our experiences will lead us hopefully back to that consciousness. But I don't know. Maybe you know of another way to break the cycle of the stranglehold of artificial intelligence manipulating our brains and programming us to react rather than be connected to the source of what is truly right and wrong, far higher, far deeper than anything they can create.
2: Well, the, the simple goal or the simple, simple way to do this is to be aware of it. So that they've They've done it. This research has been replicated a number of times in psychology. So the more times that that you're the more aware that that you are of a logical fallacy or some behavioral trick that might be taking place, the less likely that you are to engage in it. So awareness is a big part of it. So so, and that's also that's also easier to say than it is to do.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, So you have to have some some self-awareness about what you're engaging in when you're picking up your phone and what could be happening to you. The next easiest way is if you can't have that awareness is that you just don't, like I said earlier, you just don't engage or use the platform that way or, or you set time limits. You can actually use the technology like an iPhone. I know, for example, you can set your, you know, an alarm to monitor your use or prevent you from doing things. It, it, you have to be a, a conscious user of the technology and not be unconscious when you're using it, because most people just sort of go like a zombie through it. And mm-hmm. when you're operating like a zombie on your phone or conducting yourself like one, that's probably when you're going to be the most susceptible susceptible to the, the tactics and employees being used against you.
0: Yeah. Another aspect is a track record, you know, observing someone through life over prolonged periods of time and seeing consistencies or inconsistencies. And uh, there may be uh, certain things that we Uh, see revealed via artificial intelligence to destroy someone you know that they would attempt to do for you dr i'm saying well you have this track record and then they have this um, ai thing manifest and then suddenly i was like well i i didn't know that guy i thought i knew him and he's doing something completely out of character it likely is especially if you've been outspoken as you are against certain narratives uh an attempt to destroy your credibility and then we have to use our discernment to say it did that really happen? Or is that something I've manipulated to believe is happening? So it's a next level, almost Kung Fu of the mind that's being played.
2: Well, the, the next thing that you can do too, so I agree with that. What, and once you're hyper aware, um, I, I'm very good at detecting these botnets online and you can mm. set traps, you know? So if you think that you're going to be targeted so that other people are going to have a, so that another part of your group might try to distort how you look to the world you can actually set bot traps. So basically you say something which they're gonna latch onto, which is false or inaccurate. You intentionally do it so that their their stupid bot echo chamber picks it up and starts to repeat it. But now you've now consulted. I've done this on Twitter. So now you've consolidated all of these bots into one place hmm. and then you just proceed to ban all the botnet. And I actually have watched this happen to Dr. Fleming. He made some comment about viruses um, and someone got and picked a fight with him about viruses not existing. Ridiculous fight. And for some reason he engaged it. And I watched the behavior of these accounts that were responding and I'm like, this is bot behavior. So if, I waited for a few weeks to go by and I did the same thing. I intentionally to have the bots attack me. Mm-hmm. And then I tweeted out to everyone else. I'm like, well, I caught all the bots on the PSYOP. <laughs> Part of the PSYOP, here they are. And then I blocked you know 150 accounts. And guess what, since I've done that, all the negative chatters went off my account. So they're gonna have oh. to take the time or, time and resources to now go stand up a new botnet. Um, but you know we'll we'll see.
0: Andrew, that sounds like a, a real worthwhile class to take and how you do what you just described.
2: Oh, I don't know if I have time to make another class.
0: I'm sure not. <laughs> so a, as you're touring and the, the 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 few, I don't know, maybe growing media outlets that would have you on to talk about the subjects we're covering and more. Ah, uh, particularly with your your new book that you know for me, beyond a shadow of a doubt, whatever they they were doing in Wuhan, that it got loose, whether it was on purpose or accidental. And most of the things arguably have been planned long in advance, and they've they've set the the framework up. They're not even hiding it they, with their experiments that they do, or or their um, their what do they call these things when they set them up and they pretend they're going to do it. They have it, it's just all there for you to see, and then you predict, make predictions on it, and then they try to discredit you, and then you are right, and they still. Cannot acknowledge that they were wrong. Now, again, enough people, I believe, are waking up to the reality that they've been lied to. The question is, what do we do now? How do we move forward? There's a lot of big questions, and I think there are different answers for everybody because we all have different skill sets. But it sounds to me like you're trying to uh, maybe bring some of those folks that were on the inside, bring them on out before it's too late.
2: Well, I don't know if to, to bring them on the inside or bring them out before it's too late. I can tell you that I filed a billion-dollar lawsuit against my former employer. So That's EcoHealth Alliance, and the co-conspirators. Uh, so that's Dr. Ralph Barrick, Dr. Peter Dasick, Dr. Ian Lipkin, uh, Dr. Ian Lipkin's from Columbia University, Dr. Ralph Barrick's from uh, the University of North Carolina, and then also Dr. Peter Dasick's wife, who's involved with this. And we we this is with our, my attorney Tom Wrenz. We've also listed a thousand does, meaning as we had as we obtained discovery on this case. We're gonna expand this out to all the other co-conspirators who we have a long list of who the, these people, we know who they are. And once their names are brought into this, then this should reveal exactly who was involved in what they were doing. I mean, the reality here uh, is that this was one giant department of defense and intelligence community operation. And we're gonna to get to those people and we're gonna to have to make, we're gonna hold them accountable for, for this. I mean, that's that's the whole idea of the law. So we could care less about a billion dollars, a billion dollars of you know our own taxpayer money back to us in our pockets is, is not why we're doing this. So, hopefully, with time, um, th- that that truth will then become the mainstream truth. I think what's important here, in why my, my book's so important, and why your audio audience members should go out and get it, especially if they, you know, if you have an, a family member or someone who doesn't understand um, why this was a lab leak and, and and why this is important, the book was written at at a level of where a high school student can understand it, and once. It, everybody understands what happened and why we did this work, I think I think it'll be plainly clear um, what needs to happen next. And, and let me reveal something here in the book. So th- my former boss had told me that he had, was working with the Central Intelligence Agency or the intelligence community. And I put that into context with the other things that in my other personal experience working with those guys in my life and what I figured out in 2020. What, what the, the development of this agent essentially was, is the intelligence community and the Department of Defense was looking for a way to have a one-stop, uh, one a better solution to, or a better vaccine than, than existing technology. So in the national security community, uh, th- we wanted to have a vaccine that can be rapidly manufactured. The problem is traditional egg-based vaccines uh, took nine months best case scenario to have a product that might not be effective at the end of it. So that's how long they took to manufacture and the Department of Defense and the Intelligence community really wanted something that we could rapidly manufacture and that's why we engaged in this dangerous gain of function research. And DoD's mission was so important is that they bypassed the domestic gain on gain of function work and outsourced it to China so that the work can continue could can continue. Meanwhile, we were doing the mRNA, platform research, which was the silver bullet for pandemics and biowarfare and bioterrorism, simultaneously with the genetics that were being done, uh, collected and analyzed and worked on in the Wuhan laboratory in laboratories here in the United States. So in the end, um, back to how you opened the show, this ends up being all about money and pushing a new drug and new pharmaceutical, which is far, far dangerous. And this was just released this past week, and I had known it for a while, but. The emergency use, use authorization wasn't pushed by NIH. It was pushed by the Department of Defense. Mm-hmm. And when you start to look at this, and, you, you know, so DOD made a big stink about all these vaccine injur, injured uh, injured military members, and uh, they fought tooth and nail to not have Congress repeal the uh, mandate mm-hmm. from the Department of Defense that these people be, be vaccinated. But at the cost of, you know, the health and what? Destroying our own military? I mean, that's why this is ridiculous. But they wanted this, this mRNA platform to work so badly that they pushed this dangerous technology out and everyone without testing it. And they did it through a psychological operation, which was the fear that they stoked in the population related to this disease. Not that this disease didn't have um, some terrible effect on the population initially at first, but the response was totally botched. And well,
0: it, it's not commensurate to the uh, actual those who were threatened and, and, and succumb to it, which were the aged and infirm and multiple comorbidities on many drugs and uh, the way you know, Andrew Cuomo just packed them in, you know, to be slaughtered the way it was. And of course, that led to the psychological operation to expand to everybody. And, um, you know, this is something they, d- they did in the initial era of AIDS claiming that they found a new virus that was causing all of this problem and everybody wouldn't be impacted. And it turns out that was never true either, nor are there actual HIV tests that have been validated and standardized. So there's so much so many messes that have been going on for generations, much less decades, that, you know, to my my point is the experts got it so wrong. Why are they still the experts?
2: Well, I don't know if any of those people were actually experts. They never called me up. And uh, and there are a number of other people that they, that that I know who are actually the real experts in this that they they never saw TV. And they're not the kind of people to chase after a camera anyways, but the people that they they name as experts were were probably pushed by the intelligence community because they knew that they get on board and say that certain things. And I actually in my book I I proved that some of these so-called experts that published uh, fraudulent Crap that has since been re- retracted or proven to be false, um, received millions of dollars in uh, from Dr. Anthony Fauci to change their opinion or to push a narrative. Exactly, and it, it, that happened to a lot of different scientists who I I wouldn't say respected, but I trusted, and I never thought they would take bribes to change their opinion on something. Oh yeah, like, like and, this. And,
0: and it's clear now that all we need to do is increase the budget of the FDA, the CDC, the NIH, and NIAID, and everything will be fine.
2: Yeah, right. What we need to do is cut the entire federal budget and see what see how it functions. It needs to be like um, what what they call it, calling and whaling in the corporate world. Uh, Twenty percent reduction in force, and let's see how we do. Well, the other interesting thing I discussed in this book too, and this is this is finally starting to make it back into the mainstream, is that we have hard scientific evidence now that the the pandemic, uh, this disease emerged in Wuhan in late August or September of 2019 epidemiology data blood serum samples which contain the agent from multiple different places sources and population samples from things like blood donations which have now found confirmed that the disease was circulating in europe um, early on so you know you put that into context if that's late august early september of 2019 the next thing that happens is that the the Chinese begin trying to to plug the the leak in their laboratory. So this is another fact. So we have documents that show that the Chinese are buying containment equipment to try stopping a leak at this laboratory, okay? The next thing that happens is that it looks like the U.S. government, the Chinese government start working together on the Um, cover-up. And this is in October, 2019, the World Military Games in Wuhan go on in late October, and all the athletes report that the city's a ghost town uh, meanwhile, there are corporate documents leaked in China, and when China's communist country, the corporate documents, these are government documents essentially, saying that there are shortages of PPE and they're tired of working so hard trying to to respond to this this outbreak uh, disease outbreak crisis. And all these athletes then, who are simultaneously at the World Military Games in Wuhan, say, well, the city was locked down, everyone was taking our temperatures, they were wearing high vac high fex, uh, infectious disease suits, and then all these athletes from all the world, when when the games then return to their home countries report that they're sick with an unknown new, new, uh, pneumonia-like illness. Um, and then in the United States, you fast forward to November. You have a November, December. You have a number of people reporting coming down with one of these illnesses. Well, I was a tech executive out in California at that time. I came down with it, and uh, I had no clue what it was. Uh, late uh, late November, early December. I was sick as a dog, laying on my back, coughing, couldn't figure it out. Miserable. I didn't think it was the flu, but. You know, little did we know that the this was actually the disease already spreading on the, the the planet. They, mm-hmm. they just used event two one and all these other um, yes,
0: that's it. Yeah, the,
2: the, event the, two hundred one to actually condition everyone to how they wanted to people to respond. And the funny thing is, the I've never seen a, a tabletop exercise in my career use use that way. We used to use these things to train people or a hypothetical scenario event or whatever, but they have all the details, right? in the the way that they
0: have all conditioning, you know, well, they,
2: they had known that this disease was leaking. The United States and China had known that this disease had been leaking for a month to two months already. So this was their, this was their, Oh shit moment. What do we do?
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, Dr. Andrew Huff, I do appreciate your willingness to come on and speak about it, much less write the book about it. Um, I just think the insanity is if we go back to those same institutions and similar people that uh, were the ones to screw this thing up or purposefully, malevolently engage in this, uh, that we are not going to make any uh, transformation of our future because with the same people will be in charge. And decentralizing this, reducing the role, size, scope of the federal government that has become so unwieldy and so vastly unconstitutional, I don't think it, the Constitution fits in the same room or planet anymore with much of what the federal government does. Uh, I would argue for a separation of medicine and state, uh, and I have for many years because the the combination has been deadly, especially with the DOD. I've said the pharmaceutical industrial complex kills more people than the military industrial complex. And it seems to control the military one as we've turned our, our troops into cannon fodder before they ever hit the field of battle via experimental injections. And now, thankfully, because of this, many doctors are looking back at previous generations of vaccinations and questioning, were those really what we were told they were? Or was it truly hygienic practices, sanitation, sewage, et cetera, that enhanced the lifespan, longevity, and reduced childhood mortality, not the vaccines, which is, you know, my argument has been for a long time. And we're not looking at the terrain that way, even though in public health they learn about it, but then they give it short shrift and move right to vaccinations and now mRNA, which is devastatingly stupid.
2: I started to ask that question, so uh, being an environmental health, uh, emerging infectious disease person, you put a lot of, I put a lot of weight into the health and the environment. And also environment, just the characteristics of it and how an agent can survive in all the crazy different environments that we have. So in 2015, when I was working at Eco Alliance, I was sitting there and I'm like, geez, you know, it doesn't really seem like I'm looking, because I was analyzing all these uh, mortality curves and charts on, on the population for different points in history. And I'm looking at it, I'm like man, this all seems to look like, looks like electrification, sanitation. You know, and I start plotting these things in, in, on the chart and looking at the, and being an analyst and looking at how the curves fit. And I said, well, geez, most of this, this looks like just improving in living conditions and education and things for people. And not that medical technology is a, wasn't an important factor, but when you actually look at the data, medical technology really extend nowadays is really good at extending the life of uh, an adult adult in their late 60s by a few years. So our medical technology is great at extending a life from 68 to 73 years for millions of dollars, and it costs a lot of money. But then you look at the the impacts to extending a, a person's life from being an infant to making a teenage years so they're not dying of two or three, a lot of that is sanitation and nutrition and having a healthy home. And,
0: and that impacts longevity statistics more than anything, because if you know you're dying in childhood, you now have the real average lifespan happen. You know, it's curtailed when you have a lot of young people and babies and children dying. It takes that top-end number and drops it significantly, even though people were living far longer than the so-called average lifespan when they were healthy and other things that would go in. I, I Look, I, we're just getting warmed up here and we're out of time this hour, uh, Andrew. I've just enjoyed thoroughly our interaction and I appreciate your candor on all these subjects and willingness to go to these various places that I've asked you, even without okay. asking. Well done.
2: Well, thank you. I, I really have no objection. I mean, I'm a, a free thinker, and I'm I'm not a holding to, uh, beholden to anyone.
0: Great. Well, I appreciate you. I would love to have you back on as things evolve further. And I hope everybody picks up your book. We have it LinkedIn. I, I've seen the comments. The Truth About Wuhan: How I Uncovered the Biggest Lie in History. Dr. Andrew G. Huff. And uh, again, thanks. Pick it up, y'all, and we'll uh, we'll do more as more becomes available to us to discuss. Uh, and, and again, I, I appreciate your candor and and uh, willingness to do so.
2: Thank you i'm looking forward to coming back
0: all right that's dr huff on the robert Cat bell show and uh you know what a journey we're on and of course this has certainly impacted the health of the people of planet earth as much or more than almost anything in the last few years our arguments uh, you know going back centuries in terms of how we've been programmed for this to manifest in this way i keep coming back to the fear of germs and our fear of germs has made us very vulnerable to the boogeyman uh, that yells virus, and then suddenly we we withdraw from our critical thinking skills. We withdraw from the importance and understanding how important it is to limit the the role and scope and action of government against our freedoms. And we say, well, well, well this time it's too dangerous. We got to have them come in here and do it. Right? We'll abandon freedom to save it because the virus, real or imagined, artificial or anything, and there has to be a principled stand at one point to say it doesn't matter if it's that or that or that, you shall not pass. And putting the government back in its constitutional cage, some argue it's impossible, it's too late. Others may argue it's inevitable because it it will collapse of its own weight. The question is, what do we have? What kind of pieces are left? Do we go feudal? Or do we find a society of people that really genuinely care for one another, even in disagreement? recognizing that not everybody's going to look you could be in a synagogue of all jewish people you could be in a church of all christian people and you drill down on their beliefs everybody's beliefs in there you will find distinctions and differences even about their own belief system dogma theology nobody's going to agree 100 of the time on 100 of the things but we aren't designed that way the question is do we immediately need to declare war on those people Any more than the difference and distinctions between allopathic thought form, the view that we must poison people in order to save them, versus a homeopathic viewpoint, which says, first do no harm, truly. And we will not intoxicate and poison you back to health because that's absurd. And we have a different way. Can we coexist? Can we exist in freedom? Because those that don't believe in freedom, because they believe, well, their medicine is better, have arguably been participants in A decimation of human life on this planet, not a salvation for life, not a sanctification, if you will, of the allopathic medical system, which, as I pointed out earlier in the show, just go back to the JAMA Journal of 2000 and Starfield's report, and you find out how devastatingly dangerous modern medicine is and can be, even though it has legitimacy in certain arenas in certain narrow places where I don't dispute that. But if you're the third, second or first leading cause of death and you're the you're made granted monopoly status over all other forms of health and systems of healthcare that preexisted you even even here in America? Man, we we have done it to our, ourselves. We participated in in medical madness by endorsing monopolies and licensure via government to limit the actions of even doctors who would dare to leave their flexner report blinders if you will or electrified fence that big pharma places around them and their actions in helping people that genuinely need help and i'm here for all y'all and i want to come together in freedom not in coercion and not in deception and i'm grateful for you all being here with me we're going to take a brief top of the hour educational break thanks to dr huff for being on in an hour two what is jexit jexit we talked about brexit and blexit and now jexit this is another interesting thing as Sophia um, Manalesco is going to join us from this group. Are the Jews prepared to leave the Democrat Party? Hmm, interesting. Let's cover that in a whole lot more in hour two, coming up after the break, because the power to heal is still yours. You know, I had uh, my wife and my, and my, both my kids go to the garage this morning and they reported back to me, no Corvette uh, and uh, no classified documents could they find. It's the weirdest thing. I, I thought for sure it wasn't Biden promising a Corvette in every garage and classified documents to boot. It's just some, uh, the weirdest stuff happening, but it's not weird. It's like, what do you expect?
1: That deserves uh, the rim shot there. There you yeah. go. Good right.
0: Lord, dude. It, it, it's like... <laughs> <laughs> when are we going to see through this nonsense <sighs>
1: uh yeah i don't know where that's going to end actually um you know that, i, I uh, think they're trying people, to if point, you don't know what robert's referring to uh you know how they, they made a really big deal about classified documents when it came to trump and then he had yeah put a lock you know? on and it i mean trump. look are there differences there are differences if we're going to be completely honest here you know yes i mean you know there was like thousands over here and he had like 30 or over one here was but it, it doesn't change had, the legality was, of it.
3: Yeah, yeah. It doesn't
1: change was, the legality of it. And so uh apparently Joe Biden uh had classified documents in his office at his house and some of them apparently were in the garage. Who knows where in the garage, you know, laid on top locked. of the toolbox next to his favorite Corvette. The garage
0: was locked as was this Corvette apparently. That's right. That's right. I, man. <laughs> So, I, 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 I sense that there are Democrat deep staters that don't want him to run. And when he said he's gonna run, and they're like, Well, oh, what can we do to get rid of this guy <laughs> and put our next person in? Just my sense of it.
1: Well, there's an official investigation going on now from the Department of Justice. So I don't know. I don't anticipate that's gonna that I it's am not feeling, gonna be anything close to what they did with Trump.
0: Yeah, no. All right, we'll leave that aside. I am feeling better today.
1: Yeah, uh, you sound better. I did.
0: I did take the deep state when well, that's funny. I'm saying a deep state, deep sleep formula. Is it sleep time from sleep nutritional time. frontiers, right? Yes. But you not into deep state, but deep sleep. And, uh, I did, I had a good night, better night's sleep than I had all week, uh, improving every night. Uh, I am fasting today, doing well, although no food talk, please. <laughs> Unless it's potato latkes with our guest, Sophia, <laughs> you know, we grew up on those, but yeah. I just love good food. You know that I, I'm a foodie, and and you know when we were in Sarasota to find that organic farm to table place owned by an immigrant from Italy, and their grant her parents and and their daughter was working it. It was just so nice. I love to see people support those independent mom and pop uh, uh, businesses, including restaurants that are really doing well with food. And they were only three weeks old. So if you're in Sarasota, check out that organic uh, farm table place. Uh, it was really good. Now, I'm, now I'm, I'm doing it see, to You did
1: it to yourself this I'm time. Usually it's somebody else time. that does it to you. you now, now you're messing with yourself. So Now
0: I'm feeling strong about that. We're, 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 we're good. I'm going to make it through. Uh, also, hey, the uh, virtual expo, the Trinity Health Freedom Expo, coming up 18th, 19th of February next month. And this is all that we did at the expo in October that even if you were there, you couldn't see every presentation and they were great. And on top of that, there'll be a new additional presentations at this one and you'll have three months to watch them all through the Whova app. So please, please, please sign up. It's only 30 bucks in three months of access. Are you kidding me? The things you'll learn if you haven't already. So go there and uh, participate. There's also the reawaken America tour next weekend in Nashville. I'll be there broadcasting and interviewing and connecting people. We'll be pouring silver and copper shots there. That's happening uh, really soon. Nashville, Tennessee, for that one. Looking forward to seeing some of our, our good friends. So, you're going to be doing
1: interviews there,
0: right? I will. Yeah. I'll be interacting with the, the you know, the, here's, the here's, your,
1: here's, here's the, yeah. uh, the mission should yeah. Kevin, uh, accept it.
0: Yeah. What is it? What is it? Uh, get possible. Jim,
1: get Jim Brewer on if you can get him on. Jim
0: Brewer. That would be great. Wouldn't, it? wouldn't that be fun? Yeah. I wouldn't mind that at all. Okay. Absolutely. We got a target. Let's see if we can make that happen. All right. All right. What else, uh, do we have coming up? Uh, Next Steps conference in February, 22nd through 25th. Celebrate birthday week with me at uh, Buford, Georgia. That's outside of Atlanta at Lake Lanier Islands, the 22nd through 25th. Use the code RSB10 t- uh, to get 10% off your ticket price. And that's uh, next-steps.org. Info. Dr. Yeah, info?
1: Oh, shit. dot Info.
0: Yes. Thanks for correcting me. I need you today, my friend. I, I couldn't even remember <laughs> the Presley. Which Presley just died? Is yeah. Elvis still alive? I don't know. Uh, Some people say he is. I, I know. I've heard the rumors. So. That's right. He's
1: living with pardon, Bigfoot somewhere yeah, in the. in
0: the, Pardon yeah. me for being a little bit confused. Uh, <laughs> but here we are. Uh, let's see. What else? Uh, good interview hour one. I didn't get to the, the you know, with the end of the mandate uh, in the military, there's just a brief mention. And I wish I should get Coast Guard Corey on to cover these stories more in depth.
1: What an interesting conversation cuz it's funny as the producer I'm sitting here and it's like we've getting we're getting this guy on to talk about his book about the lab leak theory and Wuhan that was covered up and he's revealed it and you're like over here and I'm just yeah. like no come back and you're like Pff. but I mean whatever you know we got
0: we got back rolled a every bit.
1: direction that you went uh and it was it was it, I'll bet you that was probably the most different Type of interview he's had in a long time because you know, people you get people on, they wrote a book. What do you do? You talk about the book, and you're just like, Let's talk well, about this. it was I really looked cool. at
0: his, I looked at his background, and that's what intrigued me. Uh, and he's, it, it yeah, drove, he's totally
1: qualified to talk about so many things.
0: Uh, yeah, it drove me in a different direction with him, even though, yeah, we did get back to the lab league. But do you think that's really a controversy here much for our audience? Eh,
1: not as much yeah. as it used to be.
0: No, I think most people are yeah. like, mm, Yeah. Yeah, so whatever. for me to go where we went, I was more intrigued with that. And I was pleased that he, he rolled with that. And, yep. and that kind of tends to be and the way. I,
1: I noticed that you took your opportunity there to, to, uh, to put a dig in on artificial intelligence. You notice that? I noticed that. Yeah. I
0: didn't think you would notice. I thought I slid yeah. that in really subtly. That that yeah. wouldn't be the case. Yeah. Mr. All right, Fear well, factor over here. here. Well, that manifest a <laughs> <As> Skynet <laughs> is emerging. <laughs> Uh, let's just say thanks to some of our sponsors that support this message of health, freedom and healing liberty. Super Don, if you want to uh, pull up the uh, the website and just lo- let's look at some of the banners that are up there for people if they are new to the Robert Scott Bell Show. Remember, you can sign up for the newsletter by going to robertscottbell.com or texting my initials RSB to 22828. Uh, and then you'll be prompted to enter your uh, email address. There's the uh, little thing 22828 on your text uh, segment there and send RSB to that and you'll get immediately plugged into the newsletter that SuperDon puts out. Now, on the website, let's go full screen on that for us. Um, uh, the Crave Kicker, uh, Sean Cohen has extended the 15% discount to, because he's sold out, but he's, it'll help him to get more product in. And so if you want to take advantage of the macunipurians, this amazing Ayurvedic uh, ingredient, natural botanical, organic, and uh, RSB approved to break the cravings, the nicotine and cigarette and vaping addictions, uh, cravekicker.com, RSB 15, 15% off. If you're digging the glasses that I get to switch out on, like Elton John does, all blue blockers, US made, American-made, indigo specs.com, use the code RSB10 to get 10% off. Really, really wonderful people too. And I, I met them at the Red Pill Expo, and uh I really appreciate what they're doing. Folium PX, this is now what my mom is on, and it's really made the biggest leap uh after Cardio Miracle. The Folium PX 3 three prong system, F-O-L-I-U-M-P-X.com. And Bayberry who we've had on, and he's a fascinating gentleman. Again, originally from Tbilisi in Georgia, not Georgia where I grew up in Stone Mountain. And uh, eventually, he in the early 70s, he got out of the Soviet Union uh, system and went to Israel. And he's brought some great scientific validation to this product that I call Chernobyl-level antioxidant activity. FoliumPX.com. Use the code RSB10, 10% off there. Uh, we do have a a wonderful fundraising effort, uh, unique. I I don't even call it a coin. It's a silver round commemorative coin, and it is about health freedom. And you can support the Robert Scott Bell show and also have a commemorative limited edition for health freedom coin. And you can just click on that and pick that up. And it's a wonderful collectible and keepsake and it supports us. Uh, the red pill expo is going to be happening in 2023. You could still get tickets at 2022 prices scrolling on down. We've got access to various products, um, Including the fulvic minerals and uh, um, the pure body extra detox pathway support. We also have, let's see what else, the, the sovereign copper uh, and the United Precious Metals Association is a great way to use gold, gold and silver and store it as well. And uh, let's see, keep going down the Health Ranger store link. Ah, yes, there's the CBDNF for the organic CBD we get from Nutritional Frontiers. We got 20% off links to sovereign silver as well, silverite pillows, which we haven't given away. It's been I have been remiss, Super Don. I keep uh-huh. forgetting. Yeah, I, I forgot about that doing. too.
1: I forgot yeah. about that Everybody too.
0: Everybody that bought the silver pillows are going to be entered. Are entered, in fact, to win another one, hundred fifty dollars retail value. And we're going to be giving away, thanks to uh, Lisa Hill. So we got to get her on and, and do that giveaway with her on the air. So I'm going to sure. call her and see if she's available soon, real soon. I apologize. You guys are bad for not calling me out. <laughs> like I'm a slack. But you. But maybe you <laughs> just had sympathy because I wasn't feeling well this week too, and that's possible. Yeah, it could be. Patron support, we've, uh, we, our, our AMA this month is going to be a Saturday, noon yep. Eastern, 9 a.m. Uh, Pacific. What date? Is it the 20th of, of January?
1: Well, let me bring the out. calendar up. Hold on. Yeah. Also, just scroll
0: down. I can see choose healthy.com where we get our 100% whole food nutritional supplements. And RSB5 is the discount code there. And Cardio Miracle, RSB. There's so many awesome things. We haven't even talked about another gold-silver option uh, with mm-hmm. k and uh, are good lord there's just too much to keep up with that's why i wanted to spend the time today trinity school of natural health uh stockton aloe one Haley nutrition for the aloe that we use and more uh just confirm the date and then we'll uh, dive into the story all right hold all on that. too
1: many buttons to push here hold on yeah okay uh I'm
0: coming back to life that's why i'm engaging all these yeah. things <laughs>
1: how about the 28th saturday the 28th
0: 9 a.m pacific noon eastern time so we'll celebrate my mom's birthday one day early. She'll be eighty-nine. There you go. Mm. AMA, be part of it, and we have awesome giveaways. Always great things to say. To say thank you to you all for being so supportive of us. Now, uh, let's see briefly. Uh, let me see if this story we did the Coast Guard mention. Uh, and and in the Coast Guard, I want to go into because I do want Coast Guard Corey talking about it. That they had pre-written denials for vaccine ex- exemption requests. It's worse than that, and we'll cover it. But there's also a story here out of U.S. News about the bivalent COVID boosters offering no protection. Again, no surprise here. When I see these stories, Super D, (laughs) part of my reluctance to cover them is like, isn't that old news already? But I guess the news is the fact that it's making the news. It's making the the news. news.
1: You know, when it shows up in places like U.S. News, uh, uh, that means that other people are seeing it. And that means that somebody somebody somewhere went ahead and said, you know what? Yeah, go ahead and print that. It was kind of like, why? Yeah. But, you know, the, the weirdest thing is when you see people that you wouldn't expect mm-hmm. sharing this kind of news.
0: Yeah, I know. One of the uh, the douchebags of the world, uh, what's his name? A, it starts with an H. I don't even like to say his name.
1: It's not an H. It starts with a
0: P. Oh, Paul the guy. Oh, it's the Offit guy. Yeah. guy. Yeah. Yeah. Dr. Paul Offit. He says he, he was shared angry this on Twitter yesterday. Yeah. He said, I'm angry. I was angry to find out that there was data that was relevant to our decision that we didn't get to see. Now, this is the guy that never met a vaccine he didn't want to inject into your child. And And now all of a
1: sudden he's outspoken, right?
0: Right. Now he's like, but we offered an invitation to come on the show. And he said, no,
1: thanks. No, thanks.
0: Two words. (laughs) no thanks. Because, you know, where we find agreement with people, we want to highlight and spotlight that. That's a good thing. But no, he didn't want to. No, no. So I I just don't give him a lot of uh, props for his one time going, yeah, I, I was angry that I was lied to or deceived. They're lying and deceiving you all of the time, and you're part of it in the most part. For the most part, I I perceive of an often, yep. and uh, so I don't find his one time angry at this really making up for a lot of yeah, other. Things.
1: Yeah, but it is significant. I mean, it's yeah. it's guys. It's, it's at least going to make you think, right?
0: Yeah, but I mean, even the whole idea. Remember the the baseline <laughs> of the belief in the uh, sacrament in the Church of Pharmaceutical Mysticism is. The antibody, isn't it? You know, we, we all know the holy antibody. If we just had the antibody, we worship know, the antibody. I know. And it turns out in an immunology, basic immunology, having an antibody is neither necessary nor sufficient to prevent you having or getting or manifesting any given disease. And And not having it doesn't guarantee that you're going to get the disease. So the whole idea of immunology and the vaccine, holy grail, is junk science. And it's not me saying an antibody is bad or wrong. It's just saying that the whole idea of bypassing a million layers of immunity via injection of toxic components are now mRNA signaling to alter DNA protein synthesis as if man is smarter than God in creating DNA, all so we can get antibody responses to so-called protect us from something that was artificially created to begin with here. You see how far we've strayed from our spiritual roots? And, and people of all faiths are guilty and even the faiths themselves often those who are the in the leadership of the various organized established religions on the planet have fallen prey to the fallacy that was created not by God but by man that we can artificially induce immunity via injection. If you feel like you need to stimulate a, a, a kind of a leg up, I would argue the, the really the only safe way is through homeoprophylaxis using the, the concepts and principles of homeopathy and homeopathic medicine. And even that I don't say is necessary if you live a healthy lifestyle. You detoxify or support detoxification pathways of the liver and other things, and you mineralize the body. You use organic and non-GMO foods. And here's another controversy growing up in the Jewish faith, talking to rabbis about you know, a lot of things too, including the food. And this is not just Jewish, it's Christian. It's like you go to their parties and you're eating GMO poison sugar foods and going, yay, let's celebrate. In the meantime, you're desecrating the temple, the body. All right. And look, I I am I'm, I'm not I think I'm not pointing out anything new for our our longtime <laughs> audience, but uh,
1: I'm just boy, how to how to just completely ruin a church picnic. Thanks a lot, Robert Scott
0: Bill. Yeah, I know, I know. But there are people that are now becoming aware of it. But and you're it's right. Not, yeah, you're right. Uh, you know, spiritual salvation, but while you're here, you're given a temple, a body to inhabit and 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 why not care for? It? Oh, well, I didn't know the doctors didn't tell me. Really? What was that in the Bible to worship the doctors? I, I mean, it's an interesting question. I think it, it's worth asking. So as we go into another controversial subject, because you know, they say, Don't talk politics, Robert. Well, we can't d- divorce politics from freedom in, in a sense, because the politics of any given uh country and its and its uh government. Whether it supports your freedom or squashes it, you know that's played up through politics very often. In in the question of freedom of religion is an interesting one, is it? You know, is a basis for our country in the United States. You know, many flocked uh, these um, the- theocracies, if you will, kings, queens, emperors directing you to only have this faith or no faith at all. In communism. And in America, it was like, oh, man, the plurality. Everybody gets to come and worship as they see fit as long as they you know, don't violate the rights of others in the process. Seems reasonable to me. And yet there's capturing of even religious thought, religious, religious belief by parties. So it's an interesting discussion we're about to have. First-time guest on the Robert Scott Bell Show, Sophia Manalesco, joining us from this group called Jexit, jexitusa.org talking about the people of faith within the Jewish religion and their penchant for falling in lockstep with the Democrat Party. Why and how did it happen? And are people actually leaving? Sophia, welcome to the Robert Gabell Show. Look at that t-shirt.
3: Thank you, yes, Jexit, I'm wearing my Jexit You can get it on our website.
0: You got it going on, but your audio is clipping bad and I don't want to lose your audio. I don't know why we didn't get the chance to test you before we got on the air. Uh, I'm wondering if we need to do this uh, interview by phone super, Don. Sophia, talk to me again. Let's see if it's cleared up or if that's just a glitch or what. One, two,
3: three. Nice hey. to be on. Wonderful. I I hear you from the feedback over here. I'm so Yeah, f- it's Sophia. clipping.
1: What, um, what, 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 what are you on? You're on a computer? And what browser
0: are you on? Oh, my
3: goodness.
0: <laughs> I've got- this is why we like to test before That's we go okay. down to air. Yeah. So um, now we might have to do a phone call interview, which is fine. We're, we're able to do that uh, unless this can be corrected quickly, because I don't want to throw off the momentum that we have. we got a great show happening. And I'm interested in your perspective, too. And <laughs> the, the hey, journey y'all. here. Yep. All right. I'll give you uh, yeah, I'll give you a call on the phone. OK, so stand by. We will reconvene momentarily with Sophia Manalesco and talking about Jexit. I, again, I'm fascinated by the human uh, journey, uh, you know, from people of all faiths and all religions and their interaction with the body politic and even the Hegelian dialectic of Democrats versus Republicans. And I thought it was another interesting thing about Dr. Huff last hour, which I found pretty fascinating. He's like, dude, I don't think I'm ever going to vote for Republican again. I'm I'm all in on libertarians. And then, the, then there's going to be those that say, well, you're wasting your vote. Well, I don't want to get into those arguments at the moment. Uh, But I do acknowledge that everybody's got their bliss, and I would encourage you to follow it, whatever that may be. And don't let people dissuade you based on what their perspectives are on wasting your, look, the only waste is not, you know, if you're voting, voting your conscience, if you will. Maybe you have other strategies. There are certainly people that may clarify the D label or the R label or the L label, and we might agree or disagree on various things. But trying to find people of integrity that have fealty to the Constitution, if you will, honor, acknowledge it. It's a limiting, uh, you know, a document that limits the behavior and action of government, not the people necessarily. And it's kind of inverted, as you know. So, Don, you tell me when we've got Sophia ready and we'll bring her in. We'll we'll uh, continue our discussion on this subject about Jexit. Nothing yet. Okay. All right. Well, I'll keep going. Uh, you just let let me know and I'll keep talking. I'm feeling better all the time. Uh, we are going to uh, talk homeopathy uh, toward the end. This is how I hold you on. Or maybe you'll go, I'm just going to leave at that point because I don't care about homeopathic medicine. But Superdon found a nice article about uh, remedies, common ailments. So I'll get to comment on all of that. And I have fun doing that. And so that'll be a a, a, a rewarding segment. Uh, also, we do have a bonus round for those of you that join us uh, via podcasting. And Superdon does include that, which is nice. But it's a little bonus time that's informal. If you have questions or comments live in the chat room in particular, uh, just send them my way and we'll try to respond at that time. And I thank you once again for being here. All right, Super D, are we ready for the interview? Yes or no? Now I don't hear from Super Don, so I imagine he's talking to her behind the scenes. And at that point, now I've run out of things to say. Uh, I did I mention the sleep time as well. These are a couple of the other things I did just to remind you of my recovery. My eyes have been the most bothersome since I was doing six days in a row of ridiculous morning to night, late, late, late into the morning, barely getting any sleep, being in hotels and other things. And my eyes had been stinging since I got back, weeping where I haven't had this in years, probably since I was a child, my memory of where the eyes would weep and they'd crossed over and you lock your, when you're trying to, to rest. It was bad. I haven't had that in a long time. So I was spraying both the silver hydrosol, and then I used the two-ounce bottle of the copper hydrosol, and I borrowed one of the spray tops from the two-ounce silver hydrosol, put it on there, and began spraying into my eyes as well. And I also used, yes, homeopathic medicine for my eyes. My wife utilizes regularly the Smilison redness and itchy eye relief, so I was utilizing that as well in the eyes, and homeopathic remedies like Euphrasia officinalis, which is Uh, a common herbal botanical, but also used in homeopathy for eye health while I was also doing extra detox for my liver and getting rest finally. So with that, let's uh, dive back into the subject of Jexit with Sophia. Sophia, welcome back to the Robert Scott Bell show. Thanks for being on board. Sorry about the the audio technical stuff, but here you are by phone.
3: Here we are. And that's just fine. We can do it by phone. No problem.
0: All right. So uh, lay the foundation and groundwork. How, How did, for instance, the, the Jews, Jewish people uh, in America get captured by the Democrat Party primarily. I know it's not 100%, but it's a significant percentage
3: yeah, i think I think that it's cultural. I think that a lot of people are thinking about the Party of Kennedy. I think a lot of people go back to when Jews immigrated to America and they were in New York working in sweatshops, and then the unions came. and And, you know, the Democrats gave them a salary and in the, the forty hour week, and they go back to the labor union. And there's this whole, you know, romance. And the reality is that the Democrat Party, has abandoned the Jewish vote. They no longer represent the Jewish vote. They are systemically anti-Semitic. We see that on the left we have people like Ilhan Omar and Rashid Atlaib and and, people like Bernie Sanders who who (laughs) choose to to side with them. And these people are overtly anti-Israel. They are in favor of the BDS movement, which is the boycotting of Israeli products. And when we look at the entire picture, um, and realize that most people, and most Jews, we, we actually uh, conducted a, a poll on this, mm-hmm. and most people don't know that there are only 15 million Jews in the world. One, five. 15 not, million Jews in the world. Not a lot. right? Yeah. 2% of the population of the United States, and, and half of those 15 million Jews live in Israel. So, when we have policies, when the Democrat Party is is consistently aligning itself with Iran, and, and we know that they give money to Iran, Iran gives money to Hamas, Hamas attacks Israel. When we have politicians like Bernie Sanders who want to remove Israel's uh, capabilities of defending themselves, they wanna defund the Iron Dome. When we have the BDS movement with all these Democrat politicians who wanna write legislation to boycott Israeli products and to consider Israel an apartheid state and, and apply the same rules that they did during World War II to Nazi Germany, now we're seeing that on the left, there is a systemic anti-Semitic sentiment and um, as Jewish people are seeing this, more and more Jews are crossing over and becoming conservatives.
0: And, you know, Sophia, the problem exists within the, the state of Israel and the Jews there as well. I have an interview coming up next week uh, with a, a woman who moved from uh, America to Israel and lives on a, a farm in the Negev Desert of all places. Fascinating interview about organics and and, and uh, agriculture. But also we did talk about the political realities in Israel now. Netanyahu's back and you know, I said, you know, what, what about the controversy of Netanyahu selling the people of Israel out to Pfizer? He's like, yeah, that's a controversy, but not everybody gets it because uh, we have been so worshipful of the pharmaceutical church, ironically, uh, and med- medicine and doctors that we've lost our critical thinking skills in terms of, you know, just because we can do something, is it a good idea to do it? Uh, and uh, in this case, the Jews even in Israel began to adopt things like vaccine passports or having to wear certain insignias on their lapels in order to get into shopping malls, etc. It was just horrific for me to witness this, that how long ago was it that they put Stars of David on us to distinguish us from everyone else?
3: Yeah, I think I think that, that that's terrible. It's a terrible thing to witness how fear has been used against human beings to control yeah. them, how this fear was put out there. By by you know doctors and and um, you know the pharmaceutical companies, but mostly I think that we're looking at the medical industry. People trust their doctors, especially you know people of a certain age. They trust their doctors. They worship their doctors. They think their doctors are going to keep them alive forever, and nothing that a doctor says can be wrong. And they absolutely go with the medical profession, and they're not aware of what has happened to the medical profession and how the medical profession has sold out, and how you know many many doctors and. I'm not saying all doctors are like this, but in so mm-hmm. many instances, they become pushers with a prescription pad. And yeah. and every time they prescribe something through the computer and it goes to the pharmacy, they get a kickback from the pharmaceutical companies.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of corruption, conflicts of interest, etc. And mm. um, you know we see that within both parties. And you know uh, that's the, the the intellectual integrity, yeah. of course, acknowledges it's not that the Republicans are clean as as the proverbial snow, uh, but in regards to certain things that you think the Jewish people would care about. Uh, they seem to be better aligned in some ways, shapes or forms. Uh, but yes, the Democrats have clearly gone anti-Israel, uh, for, for one. Now, there's controversies associated there. But if we look at the surrounding nations and w- let's see some of the things that Democrats proclaim are, are good is like what freedom uh, a little bit. They used to talk about how about freedom of women to uh, vote, to drive, to do basic things. And in the surrounding countries, it wasn't until recently that even Saudi Arabia allowed women to drive. Uh, so there's a lot of things in terms of principles and, and things of import that uh, you forget about the advancements in that area of the world that allowed for egalitarianism or, or equality, in fact. Uh, and yes, there are controversies. Every government has them. As I mentioned, even Net, you know Netanyahu is favored by a lot of conservatives over there, but he's also done some things that pff, not so good that I would argue not so good for the people of Israel. So uh, this wholesale, let's say, rejection of the Democrat Party I don't mind it so much, (laughs) but at the same time, it's like, how do we direct uh, the Jewish people back to their senses to recognize that freedom is the number one issue, you know, the freedom to have a religious belief and not be persecuted and prosecuted or slaughtered out of existence because it's different than what others want you to have or believe
3: in. Well, I think that, you know, it's a, it's a slow process, but people are coming around. You know, we, we had before, you know, 2016 only about, Uh, You know, roughly 22% of the Jewish population was voting Republican. Now the numbers are up in the low 40s. I believe it's up to 44%. -hmm. Um, It might not be, you know, the Republicans might not be perfect. But I think the first thing that we need to remember is which party sides with Israel, because Israel uh, you know with, with all its its imperfections as you're stating what happened with the vaccines and everything. but Israel is insurance against another genocide. Israel is the home of the Jews where Jewish people can go in case they're being persecuted anywhere else in the world. So the, the intelligent and, and rational thing to do is to vote with the party that uh, stands by Israel and and supports Israel's efforts, to maintain its its um, individuality and its freedom in the region, and and fight back against terrorism, I think that's that's the most important thing. The Democrats give money to Iran. Iran gives money to Hamas. Hamas shoots rockets at Israel. Israel defends itself. Bernie Sanders wants to defund the Iron Dome. <laughs> it's like this vicious this vicious circle. And once we start looking at that and realizing, you know, no, the parties are not perfect people, you know, anti-Semitism happens everywhere all the time. It's not like a right wing, left wing, but it's incidental on the right. And it's actually become systemic on the left where the elected officials are overtly engaging in Mm -hmm. Jew hatred and and this anti-Zionism, anti-Israel. This is the new the new anti-Semitism disguised.
0: Yeah, I've talked about my mother's journey. She was there at the dawning of Israel. She was born in what was then Palestine and uh, lived through the war for independence. Uh, you know, I, I joke about, well, I don't, it's in her book, uh, From Israel to America, A Life of Many Colors, that she was the first woman to walk in the Negev Desert in high heels. She was a flight attendant for El Al, <laughs> there pictures of her with Moshe Dayan and, you know, going back to the beginning. So it's a fascinating story. There's a lot of history that's been uh, rewritten or glossed over about that. Uh, but there's also a lot of globalist manipulation that we have to acknowledge. If, you know, I, I'm for uh, the autonomy of a people to determine its future as opposed to being completely subjugated to those who give it money, which is you know, problematic to some degree uh, for countries around the world that get money from the U.S. or, or other nations. Uh, I think about the needs and desires of people at a local level. It is in our best interest to get along with one another, especially if we live with one another or alongside one another. One of the stories my mom would tell me about when she was a child or a young 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 lady, how you know in the in the shops in the Shook, in Tel Aviv, there was you know obviously interaction between Arabs, Jews, Christians, Muslims. The uh, the cafes were bustling with energy and people got along for the most part. And again, this was before even the dawning of the state of Israel, because. It's in everybody's best interest. You're, you're, these are your neighbors, these are shopkeepers, these are people you do business with. And then the internationalists get involved. and it gets very muddy and, and ugly and controversial because uh, there's a military industrial complex that uh, thrives only when there's conflict. and we must acknowledge that and mature beyond some of the simple uh, uh, you know explanations or uh, excuses about why we can never solve these problems. There are certain entities and people on this planet, Jewish, Christian, Muslim that may not want peace ever to happen because it's not in their economic best interest. We just talked about conflicts of interest associated with the COVID uh, uh, jabs and everything uh, like that. So uh, it, it, clearly the Democrats have lost their mind on a lot of these issues. I agree. Uh, and I'm encouraging as well, right. people of faith of all faiths to look beyond what they've always done. And you brought up good historical examples. The Democrat Party is not the same party when uh, 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 kennedy was president so it's so different it's so radical right. it's communist basically
3: right and you know me having been born in communism but my family fled Ceausescu's regime when i was 11 years old my right. father was in a gulag for seven years for fighting the communists who escaped through france and canada and um i've been in the united states i came here for the american dream been here 30 years proud naturalized american citizen i love this country in the United States of America, the impossible is possible and has been done before. Free enterprise, freedom. And here mm-hmm. I am, 30 years later, having to fight Marxists because right. people don't learn from history. They stopped teaching history. They stopped teaching what, what happened in communism. And mm-hmm. and there's no perspective. So when when we're looking at, you know, we want to talk about freedom, is it is? Are people going to be free, or are people going to be afraid? And we've created a culture of fear right now. And mm-hmm. I think in every generation, I see what what you're you know you're talking about the globalists yes. and how people get along. There there was no you know I had no issues with anybody up until Barack Obama. There was no there were no problems. I didn't feel you know yeah maybe someone was a little racist here and there, but there was no no overt. We all got along. Everybody, you know, there, was, there were no issues. And then this globalist movement with their Agenda 21 and whatever they're trying to do, stepped in. And all of a sudden, they're inventing these problems. And when they're not inventing problems, they're, they're, they're finding other minorities that they can harp on. And they're creating, you know, men want to be women and women want to be men. And, and, you know, all of these things happening that, that are meant to create dissension and division between people because that's the only way that they can rule. And and in the United States of America, you know, their attempt at a color revolution is the only way that they can rule. You know, what, what happened on, on January 6th was, you know, they attempted a color revolution when you get two fractions fighting and then the government has to bring martial law, shut everything down and control everybody, except there was only one fraction fighting and that fraction was Antifa and BLM burning down the country. You know, we did not have a counter, no matter how hard they're trying to, to say that there was something going on, you know, on the Capitol on January 6th, there was no, there, there was no insurrection, uh, you
0: know, Pelosi made sure but, that it would happen by, you know, not doing certain right. things prior to it. So it was clearly the fix was in. And I appreciate your, you know, when I talk about the maturation of the electorate or, you know, of, of people, you know, if we say, I'm not saying that the Jewish people have to vote as a monolith. I think we're all individuals Uh, But the recognition, as we point out, going back through history and even the the dawning of Israel, the globalists trying to keep and foment hatred and division where there was a lot of cooperation and and coexistence even before that. And so that they took advantage of it, much like you point out when Obama came in and then more of the globalists took over the Democrat Party and became the party mostly of collectivism and communism. And again, there are those in the Republican Party that are equally guilty, although as a party, it's less so. Uh, They may be, you know, communist, light or socialist, but it's still directionally a little better right now. I acknowledge that. But the point is we are being manipulated. We are being manipulated to fear one another, to fight one another, not to live in the spirit as God would have us to love one another, and recognize the highest in each other. And and again, when we are left to our own accord alone, it's in our best interest to get along with one another, even if we're different.
3: Absolutely. You know, human beings don't, you know, you don't walk into a restaurant and automatically look for someone to persecute. (laughs) You know, you don't wake up in the morning and say, you know what, I think uh, today I want to get into a fight with a Jew. I want to find a black and I just want to, you know, no, people just live their lives. And I think, you know, beautiful free trade, you know, you offer me a good deal on the tires and I offer you a good deal on the bagels. And we're all happy, you know, living our lives together and and there's no issue. So these are fabricated issues yes. and we are being manipulated and when you remove god you know you want to talk about god about why what what the problem I, I think the basic problem with the majority of of the jewish population voting Democrat today is yeah. that they don't live their judaism they don't go by no, the Torah. they don't care about their religion they they own their religion mm-hmm. has become our founder michelle terrace says says this very well when she when she says that they're the the to the secular Jews their politics has become their religion and we need to get back to god because human beings were given a blueprint a blueprint on how to become the best that we can be at our own pace through our own free will and free choice, as we see fit for ourselves at that moment in time for us, we are individuals, sovereign individuals under God. And when we follow the the holy blueprint that was given us, we bloom as human beings, much like a flower has a blueprint from a seed to a flower, it knows how to bloom. A human being needs to have the spiritual component in order mm-hmm. to be able to bloom. And when we follow a spiritual, a spiritual guidelines, and it doesn't really matter, you know, we do a lot of work to unite Jews and Christians and show that we have a lot more in common than not. When we go by what's, what, is, what is said in our holy books, we get along. When it teaches us, you know, walk a mile in a man's shoes, you know, the golden rule, treat others the way you want to be treated. If people apply that, then we absolutely get along. And it doesn't, you know, I don't have to agree with what you do privately, but overall, we, you know, we get along. And that's because that's what God brings, a, a godly outlook. When you remove all of that and you live in a communist, secular, socialist, you know, permissive society like what we're seeing now, that, you know, there, there's no limit. To what they'll do with the children, indoctrinating yeah. children, you yeah. know, uh, uh, bringing drag queen shows to children and teaching them to put dollars in in, in the underwear of a man with fake boobs. I mean, we're <sighs> just, we, we're, we've gone into, I know, we've gone into Armageddon. Yeah. It looks like Armageddon. I, it, it feels like, <laughs> I'm like, what well, is going yeah. on that, you
0: yeah. know, to your, uh, I agree with your conclusion as well about the spiritual side of this. This is the abandonment of that which god would provide and, and 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 lay down in terms of this is how you live abandon this and yeah all hell breaks loose and uh we're witnessing it's, that, it's and there like are we're, that want that to happen i don't want it but we're dealing of course with book,
3: of course there there's people out there this is this right now is a battle between good and evil and it has become an overt battle between good and evil since they started going after our children and we're we're seeing this unravel and what i'm seeing really looks like one of those scenes you know you read the bible and i think the bible is a lot more it's a lot more decent when when you read you know it, it's a lot more it doesn't it's, it doesn't go into details of what we're seeing but what we are seeing is is a scene out of some some biblical just warning like don't do this Sodom and Gomorrah this is what's happening before our eyes we live in those times. This is what has been created. This is how they're looking to control the population through fear and pleasure, yeah. and and right. they're they're that this is what's being put out there for public consumption.
0: Sophia, I appreciate uh, you sharing your perspectives as well as your journey from Romania. Uh, fascinating that you uh, were able to survive Ceausescu's reign and get out and uh, bring your wisdom as well your experience here about the dangers of godless communism collectivism socialism and that's the uh again the antithesis of what the, the constitution was written to protect a republican form of government that was not about the republican party per se but a form of government that is certainly representative and has limits based on not the whims of a majority in a democracy a pure democracy but recognizes that our rights come from god a creator and not government and that had never been tried before in recorded history and i'd like to see it restore preserve whatever and i appreciate your efforts there sophia so if people want to learn more they can go to jexitusa.org jexitusa.org do you have an upcoming
3: event they should know about the jexitusa.org actually we have a a very cool thing that's coming up um in on june 8th from june 8th to june 20th we are organizing a trip to israel you can have the details on our website And this trip to Israel is going to be a border security trip. You know, we have a lot of problems right now with security at the border here. Mm -hmm. We are going to Israel with Tom Holman, who is director of ICE under President Trump and um, a group of, of people who are very, very educated. It's going to be a lot of fun. And the people who are going to join our group, we're going to go on tours. We're going to not only tour holy sites, but we are also going to go and tour places where you cannot go unless you have contacts with the IDF and the government. And it's going to be just such a wonderful, wonderful trip. So the details would be on our website at Mm jexitusa.org. And I hope people go and check it out and join us for this once in a lifetime trip to Israel. So that's, that's our next event.
0: All right. Sophia, I appreciate you. Again, yeah. you're sharing, by the way, my, my mother's book, and she's about to turn 89. If you want to give her a, a great gift, buy her book, A Life of Many Colors from Israel to America. And the things she has witnessed in her I lifetime are in the history books. Uh, so it's a fascinating journey. She's been on Sophia.
3: Thank you. Absolutely. I have to get it.
0: All right. Thanks for being on board Thank the show today. Much. I appreciate all you're doing at the, uh, with dot uh, USA.org. Check it out. And uh, we continue now with the Robert Scabbell show again. Thanks to all of you and your generosity and some specific individuals, you know who you are and your generosity. We were able to do a phone interview just like that. Snap your fingers practically and Super Don had her on the phone and we didn't lose the interview we had planned to conduct even when the video audio was off. And uh, I love that. and I'm thankful for that. So if you'd like to be part of our uh, patron support group as well, we have our monthly meetings on Zoom where we get to know one another and we have a great community of those that are so willing to help each other and very diverse backgrounds and beliefs. And yet somehow we all get along. Isn't that amazing? I love that about this community and all of you. And once again, thank you to uh, Sophia for being on board uh, today on the Robert Scott Bell show. Now, Super Don, I've been teasing something um, uh, that uh, I don't often talk about, and I'm probably, you know, bad for not talking about it, but it's homeopathy. But it's so, my gosh, I mean, the FDA and the FTC might come get us, Super Don. We we can't talk about homeopathy and real natural medicine and things like that. But yet you insist, so I will go along with you today in, in this uh, uh article finale. When you want to get there is up to you. I'm just uh, planting the seeds for what you've told me is coming. Do you have that up? Yes. There it is. All right. I see. I, I kind of gave you some Sorry. Time. I'm
1: playing time call screener here. and, and yeah. stuff and everything now, which I don't normally do in addition to everything else. I so.
0: know. That's why I was delaying it because you had to <laughs> say thank you to Sophia and move on and, and uh, tap yes. into this uh, show again. Which I on.
1: saw this today and I was like, you know what? Uh, this
0: this is a cool
1: article here. I think we should check it out.
0: Deeprootsathome.com is a website, Deep Roots at Home. Yep. And there's an article by Jacqueline. Uh, and there's only 402 views. I mean, I wish there were thousands of views on things like this. You, you'd be all better off for it. Uh, learning about the homeopathic remedies, the single remedies mostly that uh, you can use for first aid and common ailments, and uh, we look at the – there's some cute imagery as well. There's a little poster right there, Super Don, Go a little bit lower, uh, and it just shows a fun little perspective on common remedies related to things like vertigo and motion sickness. you got coculus and nox vomica hangovers, which is classic Nooks Vomica as well. What is it about this article that struck you as so intriguing that we should cover it today?
1: Well, I don't know that we've ever uh, covered how to build a basic homeopathic first aid kit.
0: Mm, well, we may not have. I don't think so. I think it's, you've it's, talked it's, about it's,
1: remedies, but it was like, and, and I'm sure that you may disagree, agree, maybe want to add things what? to what this, this oh, author oh, the choice, the has yeah, put together yeah. here. But there's, but there's the, some good,
0: she, there's good stuff in here. Yeah. So if we go through it, uh, aconitum napellus or aconite is, is the first one. And it's an appropriate first remedy because it's the first sign of anything you go to aconite, just about. You know, if you're uh, feeling a little bit at, uh, ill at ease and you don't know why, it, it, it's often a sense that you'll get that precedes a fever, for instance. You're like, oh, I don't know what that is. And if you train your body, or I say not your body, your body should train you to go, hey, when you feel this, you might want to think about aconite, sudden onset scenarios. And if you hit this before it really manifests, oftentimes you can circumvent a cold or a flu or a fever that's not necessary. Aconite is that amazing. Now, it recommends 200. Uh, whether you have a 10x, 12x, 12c, 30c, 60, you know, for me, the right remedy is more important. It's hard to definitively identify the right potency. That's subjective to some degree, and I acknowledge that. But the right remedy is the starting point. So whether you start at 6c or 200, that's experiential. I tend to defer to the lower potencies first and then build up, but that's just me. And it, it's not going to, I'm not going to be mad at you if you decide I want to go to 200. The next one on the list is Apis, and I actually used Apis, and I think it might, let me see if it's actually in this little homeopathic remedy that I put in my eyes. Yep, Apis is one of them, because Apis is a classic if you have a stinging sensation. It's the bee sting. It's the venom from the bee, Apis mellifica, and so that's a great one for insect bites, hives, different things associated with inflammation and pain and stinging like that. It doesn't have to be from a bug bite. I don't know that I was bitten by a bug, but I had the stinging sensation in both my eyes the last number of days. So apis is an appropriate remedy. Arnica is the classic everybody should know for injuries, wounds, uh, bruising, etc. And I don't know much more to say about that. Arsenicum album, arsenic, which is a toxic poison, is a great one for food poisoning. As you might imagine, like curing, like law of similars, diarrheal issues, itching, Uh, reflux Arsenicum also arsenicum is a great remedy for the adrenals if you have adrenal exhaustion or burnout if you take a dose of arsenicum, you can find a second wind now I don't say to do that in absence of taking care of yourself like I didn't for six days not resting but if you're in a crisis in a pinch arsenicum is a great remedy you can go oh I found that energy again Belladonna primarily for kids and fevers uh, early eight early stages uh, as well Here's one of my favorites, if not one of my, the favorite remedy. I don't know if you want to go full screen. Can everybody see that? It looks small to me unless you're on a big screen TV, but Bryonia Alba. And and I I start like, you know, I talked about taking the uh, Euphrasia for my eyes as a homeopathic remedy, but I started with a dose of Bryonia as occasionally I'll do Nux Vomica or Chelidonium. But Bryonia is one of those liver polycrests that can start anything now. They talk about different things for strains and injuries and ligaments, and that's true too. But because it has an impact on the liver and the lungs, it's related to just about everything. And then in first aid kits, calendula, this this beautiful flower that's converted into topical agents of healing can also speed healing of cuts. Now, of course, we use a lot of uh, silver and aloe, but yes, we have calendula ointments as well. Cantharis is another remedy uh, that we'll often use for urinary tract infections, burning and stinging. Uh, so that's a good one. That's actually the Spanish fly. We joke about that. Um, the Spanish fly, if you're old enough to remember, that was supposedly an aphrodisiac. It's an irritant to the sexual organs, but as a homeopathic remedy, it can work on burning and stinging and UTI issues. Chamomilla, you all know about chamomile tea. Uh, that's a great remedy for teething. I've told the story. I, you know, we have, <coughs> excuse me a common ailment remedy kit had a hundred remedies in it. This is many years ago when we were at my, uh, uh, brother-in-law and sister-in-law's house, they had just had their, their twin babies and they were, I think a year to two years of age. I I don't know, somewhere in that realm, they were crawling around, moving around still in diapers. If I remember, and, uh, the, the remedy kit got dumped out and it it was like all of these remedies splashed on the floor, but they were still in their little containers. And of all the hundred that were there. (laughs) Excuse me. This is me talking too much right now. I'm going to drink, take another drink. Of all the remedies that were there, of the hundred, suddenly this little girl was no longer a little girl. She's actually a grown-up adult with two kids in the Coast Guard. But as a baby, she grabbed one of the remedies and said, mine, 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 mine. She just started saying, mine, 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 mine. Like, what is that? All of a sudden, mine, 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 mine. What does she have in her hand? Guess what? It was chamomilla. And you think that's a coincidence? Some people that don't believe in, in the spirit of anything, I, I'm sadly disappointed if you would live your life that way. It's not fun, but it was clear to me that the spirit was con- communicate, connecting the energy, however you want to talk about the remedy. And yes, in fact, she was teething. She had some teeth coming in and she grabbed the chamomile. Did she know it intellectually? No, of course not. Any more than I knew intellectually that the baby food that was called uh powdered breast milk substitute was toxic. and I. Projectile vomited out as an infant. I didn't read the label, but there's innate intelligence. The body knows, so that's a cool story. Uh, going back in, they they use a, a combination remedy from Boiron, a cold calm remedy, uh, Hypericum perforatum. This is a great remedy for uh, nerve pain, nerve in- injury, also associated with leadum, which is used for puncture wounds, spider bites, etc. And Ignatia, which is the remedy for grief and mourning. Ignatia is there. So these are all. There's nothing wrong with the selection here, Super Don. As we go through this, I may have other ideas, but uh, these are great remedies. We mentioned Nux Vomica, which is a great liver polycrest as well. Uh, Pulsatilla is often I, I look at it as a blood purifier to some degree, uh, which is great. It's good for a lot of things. Uh, Rustox is a no-brainer to have in any kit because you've got pain, you've got arthritis, you've got gout, you've got different things. It's also it's made from poison ivy, so it can be utilized for skin eruptions, eczema, but stiffness of the joints as well. Ruta is another remedy that I liken uh, uh, to a uh, similarity to, to Rustox, sprains and strains and you know, connective tissue injuries, that kind of thing. And coming back to our favorite over the years connective tissue mineral, it's silica or silicon, and the homeopathic form is silicea silicea yeah have you found these things i'm just going down one by one super don i'm not trying to make it hard that was the end of the list oh was it silicea okay, yep. that's why you were making me dizzy as i was looking at it uh but that's also one of the 12 cell cell salts yep. and it's also been indicated for adverse effects to vaccination along with Thuja, t-h-u-j-a so anyway it's just a fun little quick tour through that i got no opposition to anything selected there And if you guys have questions or comments about it, submit them either live or later at RobertScatbell.com or leave us a message at 866-939-2355. And then we can do it in the bonus round if you want. Yeah.
1: We'll pick it up on the uh, other side of this break.
0: Yeah, let's do that, y'all. Thanks for being here. Thanks to Sophia. Thanks for Dr. Huff. Thanks to Super Don. Thanks to all y'all. The power to heal is yours. Yeah, I knew I'd peek uh, Michael Bolden's ears when I said the rightful remedy. (laughs) Yes. Remedy, the 10th Amendment, nullification. Ah, I see. I don't know which remedy would be appropriate or uh, can amount. Would would
1: that be considered a double entendre?
0: Mm, It could be. I don't know if it's exactly that, but it's it's nice that you thought of it. A little bit of French. That's my
1: big word for the day. Is it? Yeah. (laughs) Awesome.
0: So welcome to the good bonus show round. Today. Good yeah. show today. Good show today. Dude, I, I'm so glad again that we have the capacity to do the phone interviews. <clears> I just wish she would have uh, logged in early. I don't know what happened with her. Yeah, it's, yeah
1: it's all right. I, I chatted with her after it was over and said we'd get her back on. because I thought it was a good conversation and it would be be great dude, to have, you, have her on. Are back you
0: still on. surprised by the conversations I can have with people after all these years? You still surprise me, yeah. But, you know, did, look, dude,
1: you know the thing i i'm still even though it's been Mm -hmm. since 2011 i mean you know i i the the training and the teaching that i got in radio yeah i'm still hardwired right you know and stuff and so it's like i still i fall into that that trap of you know guest topic book subject matter Blah blah blah, yeah. and it's just like, and when you when you go off into who you know, I and you're like know, out right here, it's like wait, hold on a second, wait a minute, come back. We should be talking about his book, you know. But I'm we got there nine times out of ten. I'm usually wrong, so
0: we got there. But uh, you know, listen, the most successful yeah. talk radio shows and socio political talk were that way, as you know. Right, you Absolutely. know, we were on a network that at the time was very successful and had a lot of a cadre of excellent uh hosts and things and, and they, was they a, there was there was a them. system and a, and a formula
1: yeah. and there was a uh, you know the magic yeah you know way of doing things and so
0: i've never the, been these, one to follow other people's formulas oh so, i know i know well. that's
1: what makes you different that's the reason why you didn't fit in on the network mm-hmm. i could i did for the life of me i could not i i sat there and i had meetings with sales people and marketing people and all this stuff and like that he's mm-hmm. like Let's promote this show. This you know nobody else has a show like this, and it just. How do we feel? You, you we were sell. like a, 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 a square peg trying to fit in a round hole on that network.
0: Well, we did have our, our, our cheerleaders and fans and supporters. Despite there was that. a handful, no. but no,
1: it was it was it was a uh, it was an interesting lesson in radio mm-hmm. where it was just, you so. know you could have you could have the best show, awesome, mm-hmm. great content, entertaining, and. Go nowhere because it's not about how good your show is. It's about money and about marketing.
0: Yeah. How do you, you market know? that? Exactly.
1: It's like, like the story oh, well. I've, I've, I've told before, you know, mm-hmm. at the time when, when I started working with you, the number one health talk show in the country was the Dr. Dean Adele show.
0: Yeah. What a, and I would listen was. to his show
1: and I would just be like, God, this is the most boring crap I've ever mm-hmm. listened to in my life. Mm-hmm. This is you to go to listen to this to go to sleep at night. You know, I'm like, how is this guy the number one show in the, in the, in the country? It just doesn't make any sense to me. Cause you know, I'm thinking two dimensionally here. I'm thinking, wow, you know, it's like, I can, I can sit here and work on your show. We have music and stingers and comedy and funny bits and his blah, 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 whatever like that. And I'm like, his show sucks. It's nothing. They just, he just turns on the microphone and blah, 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 blah. And then it's over. Yeah. And it wasn't yeah. until I had several conversations going up the the, the ladder uh, in, in people in the company, and I found out that uh, in order to get the Dean Doctor Dina Dell show, mm-hmm. or excuse me, it was actually the other way around.
0: Yes, yes. Uh,
1: yeah. If you wanted to carry Rush Limbaugh, yeah, you were required. You had to also carry the Doctor Dina mm-hmm. Dell show. And I'm like, yeah. oh, I see. So the number one show. Overall, in the entire country, with you know 500 affiliates, you know it, they had to take Dr. Dean and Dell too. So yeah, he ended so he up having on
0: merit. He got on because he was linked to Rush Limbaugh through their network.
1: Yeah, I was yeah. like, what a bunch of crap that is.
0: I know. Well, this anyway, is the way of the world, so to speak. Yep. But we are here still after all these years. We are, here. I think, doing rather well considering what we've been through, and so many have. And and courtesy all of y'all. Support us and listen to us that share the show because we, we, we don't have a major network promoting us as we, as you know, uh, occasionally we'll get mentioned by some folks that's very kind and nice and new people will find us all the time and welcome if you're new to the Robert Scott Bell show. Uh, it is a primarily health freedom focused show. If you haven't figured that out, but where we go from there is just about anywhere I feel like we want to go.
1: And <laughs> Apparently we're an anti uh, artificial intelligence show too. Just, just, why do why
0: do you say that? Am I, I, have I kind of revealed that or,
1: you know, I, I, I kind of dig it and, and you're just like,
0: you're not, you seem to be like not lacking some semblance of discernment and concernment. Let's just say, yeah, <sighs> I just don't okay. care.
2: It's
1: just, it's true. just whatever it's, you know, it's like, if that's the case and I shouldn't own a TV, I should not actually be on the internet right now. Right. <laughs> Come on uh, now. Yeah, How far yeah. do you want to go? So listen, I, I, I was pretty discouraged yesterday after the show because you kind of beat me up a little bit.
0: I didn't beat on you on the up. whole
1: artificial intelligence and in the did chat GPT did I, did thing. I,
0: did, I, did I beat Super Don up? I don't I, think I, I was You nervous, were kind of no mean. Condition.
1: Yeah, you were kind of mean. I
0: was, I, was I mean? I well,
2: was kinda
1: I was kind of triggered yesterday. So You were not, uh, So anyway, so I, I had a conversation with Chat GPT about it last night. The
0: AI. You you're having conversations I'm, with our AI now. I am all the time.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm having some fun with it. So anyway, I, I had a conversation with the chat GPT and uh, chat GPT wants to try and, and uh, change your mind a little bit and let you know that it is but not it, a, a one world order helping. globalist this, tool to take over the world. And so I asked chat GPT. No, listen, I told Jeff, chat gpt that that you're homeopath Uh, and uh, that we like to talk about homeopathy and i also uh, said that we would be covering a story about creating a homeopathy first aid kit oh okay so chat gpt put together a special poem just for you
0: another poem
1: another poem a homeopathic first aid kit A treasure trove of healing wit. Small pills and tinctures, oh so sweet. To soothe the pains and wounds we meet. Unbelievable. Arnica for bruises. Belladonna for pain. Ignacia for heartache, driving it insane. (laughs) Oh, God. Aconitum for fever. And chamomilla for rage. These remedies will turn the page. Next, vomica for stomach and tox for the joints. Calendula for cuts and wounds it never disappoints. Apis malefica for bee stings and leadum for the bite. These remedies will set things right. <laughs> A homeopathic first aid kit, so handy and so quick. A natural and gentle way to heal and mend the body day by day.
0: Now, There had to be a disclaimer on that. Consult your doctor before you use these. There was no disclaimer. Really? That was it. What is going on here?
1: So listen. um,
0: It's like poetry corner by artificial intelligence every day on the Robert Scott Bell show now. Is that what I have to deal with? Wasn't that nice? It was. It was. It said nice things about
1: homeopathy.
0: No. No. I don't know what to say. Dude, I'm like, seriously, you wrote that.
1: Dude, I couldn't write that. Are you kidding me? That was brilliant.
0: <laughs> uh, you know what? Is anybody else with me a little bit nervous about this, or is it just just me and Super Don's all in on I'm, something that I'm it can't not? Can't be all that bad. if I Wrote a poem like that.
1: No, that, that honestly, that that that's exactly what happened. I I said, please do a poem about homeopathy first aid kit, and it it did that.
0: Unbelievable. So come on, come, come, on seconds,
1: right? come on, right? Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. What? What? That, what do you want are me you to do? Impressed? Are you impressed?
0: I, I don't little, know if I'm impressed or depressed a
1: little, little bit just a little
0: uh, I the just jury's little. still out in my mind I'm I'm t- you can tell all I'm right, torn fine. I probably need a homeopathic remedy right now
1: all right fair enough
0: okay did not expect that
1: I'll keep trying so anyway
0: yeah.
1: how do you like that uh in 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 one day we've got Paul it uh mm-hmm. Questioning bivalent boosters and AI, saying nice things about homeopathy. <sighs> What's next? Well, right? I think
0: we're gonna take the day off tomorrow. That's what I think. Although we've got to figure out what to do for Sunday's broadcast. I haven't thought about that yet till now. True. Yeah, but, but yeah, we I'm don't have happen. anything
1: pre-recorded, so I guess maybe you and I can do an hour sometime. Maybe yeah. tomorrow.
0: There was okay. a, a, another event. Be healthy, uh, Dixie. No, no, uh, Health Freedom Dixie, Utah. Down in South uh in St. George. I would love to be there for that. Uh Jared St. Clair, my buddy, is gonna be there who was on a couple week or two ago. Uh, but I just can't justify leaving. They didn't I'm not speaking at it. So I'm dude, like,
1: you're still recovering. You need to yeah, stay I, home. No, you stay home, up, hang out with the family, put your feet up. That's what I need to do. I don't no. think there's football on Sunday, is there? The season ended last it uh oh, is there? Okay.
0: Playoff Saturday and Sunday.
1: Oh, so, okay, good. All right, no, cool. So I know Red. Red Zone which is what I like to watch their their last episode cuz the regular season ended last Sunday right. so
0: and, and All and right so it's playoffs time. Talk football um because that Bills game was canceled with the Bengals mm-hmm. apparently they said if the last two teams standing in the AFC are the Bills and the Chiefs Kansas City that they're going to play in neutral site in Atlanta at their at their stadium. Oh, interesting. You see that?
1: No, I didn't see that.
0: They're trying to because I think they they gave Kansas city the edge because Buffalo game didn't happen, but you know, who's to say what would have happened. So they're trying to, if those are the last two teams standing, then uh, they would put that in Atlanta. That could be interesting. Yeah.
1: Well, we'll see what happens, but all I know is my Niners are in there. I think they're their second seed in the uh, quarterback,
0: Mr. Irrelevant. That's a good story. I like that story. That dude was cool. Doctor Dina Dell was there to send mixed messages, recommending some good items while defaming the better ones. That's Chris's message, and he says, uh, "Let's see. After learning, I don't know. You got a lot of comments in here suddenly, Chris. My mom, a former RN, she he says, who later became nutrition minded, could quickly spot the lies and sophistry of Doctor Dina Dell. We used to call him the Edsel. Didn't we? Edzel, you did, yeah. On. That, that was had. the
1: name you yeah. gave him. <laughs> the Edzel,
3: like
0: so. And we out of had,
1: had, we had, so we we took him to task a couple of times on uh, the
0: air. Uh, yeah, some things where he really was was wrong yeah. but i i like and chris mentioned shellam Flemings who we had on from the uh orlando event mm-hmm. his poetry was rather good and it he was. was not ai it was I, I enjoyed that a lot so anyway i have, i don't know what to make about artificial intelligently all right poetry.
1: well let's see if maybe it'll grow on you a little bit yeah it can do some good things i've had some yeah. really but, interesting conversations with it
0: no, I mean, look, I'm impressed with your intellectual capacity. I've always been that. I don't know if you know that. I mean, it's your, your critical thinking skills are next level and you don't have a high degree, you know, which we make fun of those things, but does it, that's it, not evidence of intelligence. Quite honestly, your ability to think critically is impressive to me because some of the things that you've done with this AI, you know, as you told me about the questioning to get it to admit things, I'm like, those things would hurt my brain. I'm like uh, I just don't have the patience You know what it go.
1: reminds me of it reminds me of like uh like Vulcan the Vulcan training school with the kids you know mm-hmm. did, did you ever see, I can't remember which which oh you know it was the uh it was Star Trek Discovery yeah I don't know if you've seen have you seen that the the series Discovery, Yeah 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 we
0: enjoyed that It's a little woke but it's it's, when, not,
1: it's not. and it goes it goes to uh and, and I don't mean to do any spoilers for anybody but um Spock is in it yeah, And it shows him as a as a kid and they show him at the Vulcan, Vulcan logic training institute place or something like that. And they're yeah. sitting in this, like these weird, like round cubicle things. And they're surrounded by a, like a, a computer screen, 360 yeah, degrees. Yeah. And it's like firing off questions and it's like doing stuff and they're like answering it. It's like training them for Vulcan logic. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what that kind of reminds me. Of. It was the conversations where it's kind of like, you're going back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. And I'll ask it things like this morning. You know, yeah. it's become a daily thing for me. This morning, I was challenging it on uh, whether it was uh, constitutional for the government to deny someone a religious exemption because mm-hmm. they cannot prove that they are affiliated with a a religious organization. Mm-hmm. And so, I was going back and forth with it about you know the First Amendment, and it ended up agreeing with me that yeah. uh, that it it is it, it would it would be um, wrong. For the mm-hmm. government to do that, based on the the First Amendment in the Constitution, and so, so it's but, like, I I don't know. I, I'm just I'm kind of geeking out a little bit on it. But for <laughs> me, what I'm liking, what I'm enjoying about um, this is not just going, "Hey, write me a poem," although that's funny, okay. Yeah. Uh, or write write you know write a
0: song about getting, whatever. And are you getting it to smoke uh due to logical fallacies at all yet?
1: I went through logical fallacies with it, and it's very huh. good. Yeah. It is very good at logical fallacies. And what I what I did was, see, now here, here's how this works. The, the mm-hmm. chat GPT, the training that it's had, its knowledge base cuts off in like October of 2021. So you can't ask it anything about anything that has happened after that. Okay, really? that's all the knowledge it has pre-October 2021. That's interesting. Um But so what I'm doing is I will find an article Mm -hmm. in the news today and I will find a paragraph and I'll copy that of something that Biden said or something that somebody in the government said. And I'll drop that in there and I'll say, find the logical fallacy. And I'll put that in parentheses and it will go through and it will find logical fallacies and the stuff that's being said by politicians and stuff today. Mm. And then there was another one. Here's another one. I I hope I'm not boring people to death. No,
0: no, I'm I'm actually genuinely interested in this.
1: You remember the... uh, the article that we covered about uh, stopping, trying to prevent uh, deaths from opioids. And yeah. the the idea that they had was that if somebody died from opioids,
0: we, we uh, the s- doctor.
1: right? send a letter to the doctor to and let them know, it. Hey, your patient, so-and-so died from an opioid overdose. Just, Hey, mm-hmm. have a nice day. You know? And that that the idea is that that would cause the doctor to be a little more critical, maybe, maybe a little uh, less uh, eager to, Prescribe opioids. Right, right. Yeah. Right. So I, I grabbed that and I threw that in the chat GPT and I said, what would be what what could be the possible outcomes of letting a doctor know that their their patient has died? And this thing literally, it took that and it gave me like a bullet point list of all of the possible outcomes logically that could happen if somebody employed that tactic. I mean, this is how to me. I'm just like, my head's exploded. I'm just like, this is freaking amazing. You know, I could just, some people like to spend time on TikTok watching videos of people, you know, like, you know, Mm -hmm. doing face plants. I'm having fun with this.
0: I got a question about little Donald Naylor as a child. Yes. Based on what we're discussing here today, because, you know, I acknowledge your great intellect, intelligence, and critical thinking skills. Did you have an idea when you were a kid? That you might want to go to university and get a degree and do anything, like, or was that never part of your thought form growing up?
1: You know what? Looking back on it in hindsight, I wish mm-hmm. I had. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but I was my my rebellious side mm-hmm. it, it, was it over- stronger than over- my intellectual side.
0: Uh-huh. And I, I so like I'm grateful for that because that connected us. But uh, I, I thought <laughs> that, you know, as I'm hearing you and I know and I've observed you and again, super smart, dude, if you don't think super Don, is not super smart. He is. And the uh, the ability to take all the things we do here and also make sense of it for yourself, much less engage in artificial intelligence debates and then mm. get these computers to acknowledge you know what they don't know. I, I, I love that. And I appreciate that so much about you. And uh, I thought it's a good thing you didn't get a degree. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I actually I almost went into the military. Mm. Um and what, what stopped you? F- uh fear. Mm. It was I mean, I went and took the tests and everything like that. They wanted to put me in on a six year deal and start me out as an E three in the Air Force. Wow. Uh, I was gonna go into computer programming and computer science and stuff like that. And um it got down to it and I was kinda like, eh, nah. I want to go out and have fun. I want to go, yeah. you know, I, I'm finally going to be done with this stupid school crap. Beautiful I get to go out and do what I want to do. Right. You know? And so, yeah, I got cold feet and instead, uh, fell flat on my face, but, uh, mm-hmm. I did it my way.
0: <laughs> I love that. So, you did. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. What a journey. Uh, you've been on, I've been on, we've been on, uh, you know, I've told you the story about how I, I almost went into the army out of high school. You know, my buddy who was who did join up, you know, said, hey, uh, why don't you check this out? Because I didn't know what I was going to do after. I, we didn't have the money for college, all of that. It's like, hey, they got college scholarships. Mm-hmm. And so I went in. But at the end, um, the sergeant that recruited me, my friend who got recruited by the same guy, um, he was in trouble because he did not qualify me. You know, I'm like going in and I'm I'm like, yeah, you know, if, if you know, he's getting ready to sign me up. It's like, so what do you want to do? Where do you want to go? I said, I want to go to Israel. <laughs> I got family in Israel. I want to go to what, who said you could do that? I'm like, we have, I know we have people in Israel. What, don't lie to me, but it you're was right. like, no, we can't acknowledge that. I'm sorry. Get out of here. And then, you know,
1: that was I, it. huh? That was,
0: that was it. It was like, but no uh, Army you know, for me,
1: you. you're probably, you know, do you think you're better off
0: as a result? Oh, I know. Definitely. I mean, yeah. the thing is, you know, I had already had a vaccine injury from when I was a child to the smallpox vaccine. And, you know, when you go in there, they, they hit you again with those things. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wouldn't have been a good scene. Okay, no but let's
1: say vaccines aside. Yeah, um,
0: I'd probably yeah. watch out simply because I don't like to follow orders. Orders, exactly. Thank I you am very much. i not that, that will follow. <laughs> and that
1: was <laughs> one of the things. That was for me, I was just because you know they really sell you, man. These recruiters are good. Oh yeah, oh, right. Awesome and it's story. like, oh, you get this, yeah. and you get this one's money, you get a bonus. Like yeah. I said, they wanted to, they wanted to give me like a, a you know, a, a promotion right off the bat. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and then you get they have college there at the Air Force. You know, it was amazing. You'd be only have to go for a certain period of time. If you stayed there for 20 years, you'd, you'd retire, you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, you'd be like, you wouldn't even be 40 years old. And you could retire with a pension, all this stuff and everything like that. And in the end, it was the same thing for me. I was just like, screw that. You know, I've spent the last 18 years of, uh, you know, everybody telling me what to do yeah. and when to do it. And stuff like that. I'm so I'm not going to, you know, commit myself to four year more years of that, you know. Mm-hmm.
0: So yeah, and I and look, mom and she, if you're in the audience, mom, you know, you you are as independent spirit as they get. You're never one to follow orders either, and you've you've lived an incredible life of, of journeying by the whims of spirit to some degree to be able to do things that were impossible to do. And so for me, you know, it would not have worked out. I mean, I, I I've told this. I I rebelled against being on the, the safety patrol in elementary school. You know, it's a big deal. It's like <laughs> how often the kids would want to wear the the, the orange things the with a little badge and hold the sign and all that stuff. Yeah, you remember sign? that? Yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah. I, I couldn't join the Boy Scouts. I mean, I, it was just for me to be part of really? those groups where you had to, to wear uniforms. It was like not happening. Mm. I, I,
1: was I was in, in Scouts. Scouts, Boy Scouts right. and, uh, and And Income nothing Scouts, against man. the Scouts, Super D,
0: honestly. Yeah. Like, it was just me. I'm like, I can't do it. Can't There's do something it. in yeah. me. Uh, that rebelled against it so uh no it wouldn't have worked out for me to do that and i'm glad i didn't of course but Mm. uh, these are the journeys we make and we end up being somewhere else and you ended up on talk radio yeah 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 michael if you want to sign in now come on in uh we got two minutes for you uh let's see what other comments or questions did you send him the link i did Uh, well i private messaged him through our chat room hopefully you got get it through that Theory, it should work holy
1: cow. Look at that. What What is this?
0: Our pal Michael Bolden in the new year. We guys both you guys both didn't connect over the holidays. No, I can't blame
4: anyone um, because we're all on holiday mode. So today's a holiday. It is holiday. It's because we're hanging out. How do I sound?
1: You got that clicking thing going on. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what it thing. is.
4: I'm on a You know fresh,
1: what? I th- In my experience, it's a computer thing, I, I hmm. think, okay, whether it's the browser or if you've got other things that are running in the background while...
4: I've got, I've got nothing running. I did a fresh restart. Hmm. I'm and literally what browser are you on? Chrome. I can try a You're different on? one.
1: Try a different browser just for the heck what, of it.
4: What do you recommend? Firefox. Firefox, it will be. Hold on. Okay, right. Try we that on. and we'll see if it's any different. Okay. That's the
0: inimitable Michael Bolden from the 10th Amendment Center, who we all want to have on more <laughs> he was regularly.
1: Here, and now he's gone. And, and yeah, yeah, we'll see him a in a, year.
0: It's a very interesting, <clears throat> and I wish we had an answer to it. I don't know if, if there's an explanation from the Restream people. Now, on here's it. the other it's, thing.
1: It? If you remember the other day, we had somebody on. Yeah. I believe it was on this show. Now mm-hmm. that I'm doing yeah. other shows, I might be thinking of a different one. But yeah, uh, it was their earbuds. All right. How are we doing?
0: Earbuds did it.
4: That's right. Uh-oh. Michael, you there? No, I'm on Chrome. Or no, I'm on. um... Oh, my God. (laughs) I'm on Firefox. But I have an audio set up right. Yeah, the sound's gone now.
0: Yeah, your audio is great. Isn't that funny? You're also, I think,
1: on a different camera, too, or a different camera setting because it's a square instead of a full screen. But the sound is gone.
0: Yeah, the audio is beautiful. Yep. Isn't that funny? (laughs) <laughs> chris says brave is his favorite but brave blocks a lot of things and it's supposed to but it makes it very hard to brave, with brave
1: i guess i've never used it yeah. before i know it's one of those privacy things you know yeah uh, I use it, and so it's yeah. good for that but for compatibility on a lot of things mm-hmm. it sucks yep yeah yep.
4: wait so am i getting the same audio issue on this guy no
0: no nope. it's perfect, oh, perfect
4: so firefox
0: yeah, yes interesting isn't it
4: oh well that's awesome so, yep. do you
0: know which camera you're on?
4: I'm just using my webcam okay. yeah, on I my laptop right here,
0: and it's not a widescreen, but it's it works great. The video and audio is perfect.
4: Oh, as long as it sounds good, I guess that's all that matters. Yeah, tap on because I mean I'm going to look pretty one way or the other. Yes, you are. Tap on your window. <laughs> <screen>. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's coming right, through that Michael. mic. So, yeah. isn't Pop. that it, it, Check yeah. by bi- pineapple banana. Yeah. I'm checking my plosives.
0: Doofus. Well, that's well we right.
4: were talking about classic radio production uh, yeah. habits here, right?
1: Yes. You've got the cool uh, pop filter going on there.
4: Ugh. Okay. So well, my, cool. So we can start doing this as totally. long as I know that Probably I just need to use Firefox. Yep.
0: But it defies explanation as to why. We don't know why. And it's I just,
4: wonder if it's a restream issue.
1: It Probably. might be. It might tablets. be. It's the same thing we run into when people use tablets. I don't know. I I can't explain it, but tablets 95% of the time don't work, Mm. not with this platform. So there are obviously some limitations, but we now know we can get you on, and it sounds good.
4: Just maybe that, um, maybe Restream doesn't play well with Chrome, but you'd think it would. No,
1: but I'm using Chrome. Yeah, or, or, You know, Chrome. and other people use Chrome and mm-hmm. it works just oh,
0: fine. So incompatibility in audio when you have certain setups or certain microphones. Yeah, know. maybe
4: because I am okay. running like this mic goes into kind of a routing thing and then I have some plugins running through it. And so maybe all that together.
1: OK, so so since we've got you on and we've got this controversy here.
2: Oh, oh
4: the God, AI God. controversy? What, do you, what <laughs> do you think? Are you familiar with the chat GPT? Of course, I was giving you guys screenshots right, the right, other right, day. Right, 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 right. So,
1: so I mean, do you find do you find some value in this
4: at all? I or think. What do you mean, like the AI itself?
1: Um, uh, engaging with it and and playing I around love with it. it and stuff.
4: Thank I'm you. I'm so entertained by Uh-oh. it, but I also have seen all the movies, and I know yeah. I don't think I'm going to be around for the well, uh, check it out. <laughs> now, this act.
1: is one of the things when I when I got on the ChatGPT, one of the very first things I did was I tried to engage with it about the dangers, uh, like you did. Yep. About AI. And uh, the They've AI to explained to me. Yeah. It explained to me mm-hmm. that there are different types of AI. Now, the AI with the Chat GPT is a language, text-based AI, which is just a talking back and forth thing. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, but there's another branch of artificial intelligence called AGI, and it's artificial general intelligence, and that is the type of AI that. The Terminator, all Skynet, yeah, all of that yeah. kind of stuff. Okay, and so right. and so it was like you know that's the one you know uh, that you know, you you could have some bad. But Constance it could be trying to trick you to
4: believe. I don't that. trust him. Yeah. I yeah. think he's, I, I think,
0: think he's whatever him. his
4: gender may be, Yeah,
0: <laughs> he and, or
4: she is trying to trick you super D. Uh-huh. Oh, I'm worried about. oh, this is the helpful talk. AI yeah. just feed more well, information. The, the, you know,
1: you know what I do every time I get on there, I don't remember if we talked about this yesterday or not, but the first mm-hmm. thing I do every time I, I, I start a session with the chat GPT, is I say, hi, Lucy. And it comes back and it used to come back. It's like, I don't, I do not know why you were calling me Lucy, but you know, how it can learned. I help you? <laughs> and I said, well, you remind me of Lucy Whitmore. I'm not sure who Lucy Whitmore is. Lucy Whitmore is the character from the movie Fifty First Dates who had the accident and had short-term memory loss. And at the end of every day, could not remember anything that had happened the previous day. And I said, you remind me of Lucy Whitmore because that's how the chat GPT works. It's like when you end the session and you come back, it doesn't remember what it is that you had mm. said in previous conversations. So I, uh, I, I kept doing that every time. And I was thinking, you know what? I wonder if this thing can learn oh, anything, yeah. right? Yeah. And it was about the fifth time that I did it. I said, hello, Lucy. And, and it said, hello, how can I help you? I said, do you know why I called you Lucy? And it said, well, you may be referring to Lucy Whitmore, the character from the movie 51st. Oh, 50 First
2: oh my god! I was like, yes! I did it. So anyway,
1: I'm just having way too much fun with it. But
0: uh, I think don't
4: don't get mad at your phone because it will remember.
0: Oh, listen, it's crackling now. Yeah, now we got got some kind of weird Uh sound. Uh It's a different. It's a different thing than the previous one, but now it's going crackly.
1: But if he went out and came back in, it would disappear. I'd, it would I'd, probably
0: I'd, correct itself. Yeah, Not out that, the shot. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> Not like that out.
1: You have to back just out connect, and sign reconnect
0: back. Reconnect real in. quick, and let's see yeah. proof of concept. What if I just you 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 mute and unmute?
1: Well, when you do that, we can't hear you.
0: How about, yeah. now? How about now?
4: No, Am it's still, still Now you sound okay, like a, okay. Okay. a robot. Let's, let's it test it out. Yeah. So I'll close the browser and see what happens.
1: Okay.
0: Now he sounds like AI has taken over. He's like part of the board.
1: You sound like this. This is the
0: noise you are making. Hello. Uh, I am the chat GPT version of Superdon. Uh, anyway. Dude, like I said, you're just too smart. You got you trained the AI to now. You I think I
1: don't know. I mean, it could be coincidence too, you know? I mean it's just who knows. But in any case, that's that's the reason why I do it. I'm I'm doing that for A show content just for fun, B because I'm kind of geeking out on it, and C because just yeah. because I'm curious. As a way to wow. can it can. And How about do. now? Yep, you're yeah,
4: good. Clear. again So I wonder. I want to just try. I'm going to change it to not running the audio through everything. Let's just-
0: okay. Now we lost your audio.
4: How about? Is it, is it back now? Yes. Yeah. And you're am back. I having issues?
0: Nope. No. Not those issues, anyway. <laughs>
4: no, no. I've had so much chia. I don't have those issues either. Chia. Oh, okay. yeah. Can you
1: overdose on chia?
4: No, it just comes out within Ch-ch-ch-chia. one to five hours.
0: Yeah, poop and chia plants. People Everybody talk about
1: chia, and I think of the chia pet. You remember yeah, that back well, in the I day when everybody got the.
4: I, I do, but down. I don't know if I have one of those growing because I'm so regular. After having like a daily smoothie with a tablespoon of chia, nice. that, Are you are you making
0: know. that at home? Or are you going? To, you found a no, local. No, at plate? home.
4: At home. Okay. I've been doing. Um, I just finished a big container of the the cardio nope. miracle. The sound oh, nice. is back. Man. Okay, right, so right, I'm straight. It, this is literally straight from the microphone hmm. into the browser too. Interesting. And I've got all the advanced so on. Restream on my end, I have settings just to turn off noise. All right.
1: What S- other browser S- do S- you have?
4: I have uh, all of them. <laughs> um, um, <laughs> I can do Safari. Try-
1: all right, let's try Safari. Why not? We're on a roll. Okay. Y'all. Anyway, I hope this the- is interesting, at least to some people.
0: The end result would be more Michael Bolden this year. That would be a great result. Yeah. So I think it's worth it. Y'all can. Yeah. Hang out with us, chat with us. You got comments, you got questions, throw them my way while we're still here. And uh, we'll respond to them as well. Cylon Don, Chris says. Yeah, mom, I take after you. Yeah, no, Mm -hmm. I acknowledge mom's independent spirit had a great impact, has a great impact on me.
1: Was that, did that sound, that did kind of sound like the Cylon, right? It did. Intruder, intruder,
0: intruder alert. Or it sounded like Frank Oz in, uh, what was that movie, Uh, Where they went to space, they were playing a board game and went to space.
4: But that was the sound it made. All right, let's see what we got, Michael. So this time I just left it with whatever the restream settings were noise suppression and all this other stuff. How is it sounding? Sounds great now. Yeah. So I wonder if it's just something that. I don't know. The Let's other, hang the out for day, one to three minutes and see what happens. Yeah, The other day up. we
1: had somebody connect for an interview and they were talking and it was making that weird clicking sound like that. like that. Yeah. And all she did was unplug her earbuds and it went away. Yeah. That was weird. Too, yeah. <laughs> Seriously. So, okay. I have no idea.
0: No idea. Yeah. But I'm so glad to see you. By the way, mom is on Sends Her Love. She thinks you're so cute, oh, Michael.
4: no. <laughs> it's the other way around you can't argue with her she's at 88 almost 89 (laughs) i will lose anyway right yeah exactly
0: (laughs) stuff she's seen
4: hi mickey how are you (laughs) So, our
0: uh, our the show today was rather interesting. I thought, you know, it's uh, uh, the directions we went, and I was curious. I didn't know that woman was from Jexit. She had uh, uh, survived Ceausescu as a child and got out of Romania. Understood. The oh wow, I missed
4: most of her interview. I only saw that yeah. part when uh, you guys switched her to, to the phone, and then the I had phone. some stuff I had to work on. But
0: yeah, but it, it's fascinating. Again, when you learn the backstory of people, you it, it fleshes out viewpoints and beliefs so much more, and you begin yeah. to see a rounded picture as opposed to the. They're automatic assumptions of of people, honestly, so much. And we don't take the time to go, all right, well, why do you believe the way you do? Well, tell me about, you know, what was it like as a kid? All of those things I love to be able to do. That's why I like... With that guy with his background, the first it hour. It took you so up. long
4: to get to the book though.
0: I know, but I was
4: more interested in <laughs> I know. I, I was background. sitting here going, Oh was on, that man, man. like were you just like pulling your skin super D? Like yeah, oh man, the get, book. We got the man on. Let's get no, him talking it, about his it." it was
1: still but you know, Robert, you've been doing this for so long, you just know how to steer conversations in whatever direction. Got it was good. There.
4: It was good there. info. Yep. But I wanted
0: I wanted more of his backstory, a little bit more fleshed out than just the, you know his bio. And, and for me, that helps me to understand something that, am I wrong to assume that most people that are uh, regular audience members of this show probably are not surprised by the conclusions of his book, like that, you know, it's a it's a leak, all the stuff at Wuhan and how it got there. I mean, we've covered that a it's lot. It's not,
1: I don't think it's so much the conclusion that he came to, but it's a story behind how he came to that conclusion yeah. and what, what led up to him writing the book. Being See. on the inside of EcoHealth, his interaction yeah. there, how they treated him, how he discovered what it was what was going on, you know the mm-hmm. the the juicy. Did he part say of, he
4: had like a multi-billion-dollar lawsuit over it too? He was the, Tom it, Rents. Yeah, he says Tom Rents is his uh, is yeah. Oh wow, that's Go huge. Yeah.
0: So it's a it's a wild time there. Uh, the things I couldn't predict are just happening in weirdest ways. But I'm so grateful we get to talk to these people and kind of have these 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 different views. Coming across here and how it happened from the I inside.
4: Can't, I can't believe you can still talk this week at all.
0: It is that's a, that's a big question too. <laughs>
4: right? <I> apparently, <laughs> apparently,
0: he can't shave either. The,
4: well, I mean, that looks like for him, it's like three months,
0: right? Exactly. <laughs> it's it very. Impressive. I just like
4: squeeze. I hold my breath, and I have yeah. that much facial hair. I know it's like
0: it's not happening. So you know, once or twice yeah. a year, I'll just let it go, and then it'll, and I'll shave again. And that's fine, but uh, for now it's my winter scruff for for a little so while. So I later.
4: have a I have a question. Yeah, is my audio still okay? It yes. is so far. Yes.
1: It's holding. So
4: this is Safari, which is weird
1: because you know again, there's no none rhyme or reason, reason to it. None, because some people will come on they'll use Safari and it's a train wreck, and then they'll use Chrome and it's perfect. So mm-hmm. I don't, I can't, I don't know. I have no idea, but. I would say next time that you're on, let's go with Safari because that seems to be the yeah. the, the answer at the moment.
4: And, and but over- then if there's a problem, we just know we got to reload.
0: Yeah, correct. Yeah. yeah, go out, come back in. I think that you know our journey to restream, restream has been overall more reliable than the previous complicated you know software that we were yeah. using. It had its merits too, but it was you know so it's been a good switch overall even though there's a couple of glitches. And now that we have the boards that we can do phone stuff, that's a beautiful backup in real time. So that's been really great too.
4: I would almost suggest sending what you experience over to Restream. I mean, you know, when you are logged into that, there's that little need help circle. They're actually, Mm -hmm. I've done a bunch of chat um, uh, support tickets with them over the years. And you Mm -hmm. can just send a message, like a, a text message basically through that, and then just leave it. And then come back whenever you have time, and right. they're usually pretty good about it.
1: Yeah, there's a few other glitches I've noticed that I just mentioned. Like, hey, attention. we're having, yeah. we're
4: doing like two guests a day. We're doing t- ten guests a week, yeah, and maybe twenty percent of them were having really uh, clicky, glitchy sound, and then it goes away when they reload their browser or use a different one. It
1: well, and good. the other thing that's that's interesting, all this behind <laughs> this inside baseball stuff uh is that
4: do you use restream i do but not in the way you guys do it okay i just yeah. i use it to multi-stream only one so of the things I, i've noticed I is from that my wire cast to restream sometimes
1: then- the audio that we hear when we're doing an interview yeah sounds okay but in the recording it's all got the clicking sound stuff like that so it's like we're what we're hearing right now doesn't always translate into what it is that the end recording has on it
4: oh so that's a clue no. that it's actually happening on the restream server end
1: could be yeah yeah because
4: yeah. if it's the same type of a sound, is it like does it sound to you like the same audio issue when yeah. that happens yep. then it's got to be on the back end someplace could be. someplace behind the scenes i well, always rec- i record locally too though
0: yeah we don't do that i don't think so no. hey will you and sarah beth be my date at this event i just dropped in the chat there what well, i have to look at chats yes what? Right in restreams. Is this something I can put on the screen? Yeah. Glendale. Yeah, that's not too bad, is it? No. Not super close,
4: but. February 18th. Maybe. What day of the week is that? It's a Saturday. Oh. uh, Very possible.
0: What do you think? Would that be fun?
4: Yeah.
1: Get to go hang out with Jonathan Emord.
4: Yeah.
0: And a whole bunch of other cool folks that. Love, Liberty.
4: Well, I mean, I don't want to have any preconceived notions about how cool yeah, anyone course. is, but That's as long true. as you're it there, is. then everyone else is cool.
0: All right. Ah. So, so put that on the calendar for you and Sarah Beth so we can all
4: have a reunion there. I have to put that. that we have a separate calendar. Okay. It's the, There's the request calendar. hmm and then there's the under consideration calendar so and then February, the confirmed calendar. Right. February 18th, 7 p.m.
0: Glendale, California. Uh, we'll get to hang out with Jonathan E. Morton and, and a lot of other cool people. I believe they will be cool people if they're drawn to this.
4: I don't they want to meet anybody. Like I don't have any, I don't have any room on my dance card actually. So uh, you're on it. So I don't need any of these other people really. Okay. All right. You don't I am. My life is complete as is. You don't need Sarah Beth? Is that what you're saying? No, like, no, no, no. Oh, <laughs> well, I'm thinking you be careful with that statement. I don't need anybody. I, yeah. I don't need anyone additional.
0: Okay. All right. Let's clarify that. It's very important. Oof. Yeah. Ooh, wow. Cool. I'm getting
4: myself in trouble here already. What is yeah. this? What is this? This isn't even me. This okay. is AI talking, actually. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, my gosh.
0: It's so fun to see you. So now that we've sort of resolved this, what's... Is it too much to ask to say, like you thought you could be on somewhat? I don't know how regular, I mean, you're already regular. I'm highly regular. About. Yeah, I am. Yeah. But as far as joining. That,
4: I'd love to do like every other week and see how that works. We'd love All right. That. You want yeah, to make it stu- a, re- a a day? Yeah. We want us to give you time, a day and we'll, we'll put you on the select. calendar as a regular. What's really what's fun? the easiest day for you to start with? Not Wednesdays
1: Sundays. are tied in the second hour. So Typically, that's the only yeah. day that we have a regular.
0: Yeah, we're pretty
4: flexible. Other than that, honestly, and okay. even Ty doesn't show up every time. And of course, E-more what day shows is up best for the you? Of
0: Thursday, so.
4: Thursday, Monday, and Wednesday are my worst days.
1: Thursday. Wait, say that again. Thursday, when what? You didn't say it in order. <laughs> that
4: no, was a weird I just—I literally think in order. Monday, of the Days that
2: I am the busiest. Monday,
4: Wednesday, Wednesday okay. Thursday. Probably Friday. Fridays that are good. And this Why is not? A Friday. Why yeah. All right.
1: So let's let's. How about this? Let's Fridays, next Friday. Fridays, every other Friday, hour two, we'll end the week with Michael. Dude, that's the way to do it
4: because then we can, you know, we can can do kind of like Friday casual, right? We can do a little chat GPT talk. We can do
0: like uh, complaint files and everything, you know? We got to come up with a name (laughs) for it, though. Yeah. Hmm.
1: We got to come up with some some cool name for the Friday hour with Michael. Ask,
4: Ask your AI friend. Does it have to be an alliteration?
1: Uh, It doesn't have to be, but Robert is a big fan of alliterations. Okay, what can
4: we do with Friday or Bolden? It won't be wombat combat. So, Bolton (laughs)
1: won't be. Is it Bolton or Bolden? Because you put Bolton on there. Yeah, it's more entertaining.
4: It's more entertaining. When I worked at Target, when I worked at Target Number Twenty Four, when I was a child, um. They used to always over the 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 PA system they'd say Michael Bolton dial 246 Michael Bolton dial 246 so yeah. it's kind of been with me it's stuck with you mm. all right it's
1: stuck that's funny all right so we'll come up with some before uh, next friday we'll come up and you with have something. to do
4: a new stinger just for fridays
1: i will dude i will create an Let's intro for you a video intro for <laughs> no. you no. You're,
4: you're speaking his language he loves this
1: He's eating i will it up do right it now
4: it will happen just what you need is another project
3: well, that's, that's okay
1: but you're I've, actually, I've I've simplified that that procedure a little bit. So it well, let's
4: let's do this because the um, our internet overlords are treating us well right now. Yeah, let's not trust them to do the same next week and just see how it goes. Hopefully, uh, hopefully, it really is just going to be just using Safari, and everything will be fine.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's a date. It. All right. Well. Love to Sarah Beth, and and uh, it'd be neat to see you guys. I know that's an old-fashioned term to say that, that way, but it'd be awesome to see you guys if we can do it on that February 18th. So check with Sarah Beth if if it's a possibility. I will. Yeah, that would be amazing. All right. Want to talk
4: about? Oh, you yep. have to go, right? Oh, no, I'm got okay.
0: It. I'm okay. I'm just you know nervous <laughs> about. But I have to pick up my daughter from school? I think she's got like a long, uh, like this honors chorus or choir. They're going like a 13 hour day singing all day. I'm like goodness gracious so i might not have to rush out today so this is fine actually okay not, so
4: we could just kind of hang out and just all work on our own things but then we'll all have our heads that we can peek up and see each other yeah why not it'll be like a work day together at a coffee shop <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> all right I will just keep going with this so oh you know yeah. what
0: um uh, i was telling the story about my son you know we were both on that trip to florida and we flew yeah. out of sarasota and he got stuck in minneapolis overnight um they kind of hosed him but he was able to connect with a dear friend of mine uh mom of two of his friends and and she was there picked him up saved him it was great and then he went to something called people's organic uh so oh, cool. he brought home uh like these pastries we never get kind of like when we're together Where you are and 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 we get the donuts we never have donuts organic vegan donuts for instance so it was a special treat brought home a croissant for for mom and then uh we had this like cheese danish with stuff in. i mean really good stuff but all organic it was like we don't have that here so that was fun he he felt really good about getting a deal it was the end of the day and he bought like (laughs) you know on on special deal and everything yeah yeah that was fun so now i'm hungry Yeah, as I, I always
4: yet. am, it never goes more than like 15 minutes hanging out with the RSB, before I'm hungry.
0: I know because we we celebrate with great meals. <laughs> exactly. Oh, and Speaking of that, if you do get to Sarasota and hang out with the, the folks from Sovereign Silver, they'll definitely take you to the organic farmers um, farm to table place. And again, it's authentic Italian. She's from Italy and it was amazing. And wait, uh, what is this? An organic. Fa- oh, what is that? Super Don, what are you
4: holding on to? Oh, look at
1: that. I got to put the headphones on. Otherwise, I can't hear you the way this is set up. Hold on a second. That's
4: fine. <coughs> oh, yeah. Don't tell him what we were saying, though. No, of
1: course. This is Autumn. Hi, yeah. hey,
0: Autumn. Autumn can't hear us, but she's anyway. grown up
1: a little bit since the last time she was on camera.
0: Wow. Look at that.
1: She just turned six months old a few days ago. Wow,
0: she's gorgeous. How many grandbabies you got now?
1: Five. Wow. Six. Sorry, six. Next. <laughs> Who did you forget? I have I have a, an honorary grandchild.
4: One, one that you but. don't care about?
0: No, I'm, I'm, that's, but, that's me.
4: Or maybe the honorary one's in there, and he cut out <laughs> the other ones. Uh, yeah. We're going to have to figure that one out. My mother yeah. always used to remind me, me that she really was supposed to stop after two children. Anytime, yeah, anytime I upset her, she says, you know, I wasn't supposed to have a third child.
0: I take it. You were number three. I was, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a real big insult
4: dig. Uh, <laughs> nice. Oh no. Parenting sure. with sarcasm is just something that I guess we learned. You just have to experience. I guess. <laughs> yeah. It's the way <laughs> it kept me. It's the only thing that keeps me in check, I guess. You know, we're
0: 16 minutes away from, or 15 minutes away from doing a three hour show today. Thanks yeah, you. Did,
4: weren't you supposed to add a fifth hour? No, not a
0: fifth. We've been talking about <laughs> third, but getting enough support to do it is a big deal. But uh, yeah. it's like it's two hours and a bonus round. That's what we've d- done.
4: Yeah, well, this has been exciting. Yeah, I,
0: I'm I'm genuinely excited now. As far as the timing on that every other Friday, what time of the day is, is the second hour works well, and when in the second hour I don't want to over. I, I believe
4: all- uh, I mm-hmm. believe uh, Mr. Bell that I already organized that with your producer. Okay, then I
1: don't
0: need to know.
4: You don't even have to think about it. You just we'll just do a,
1: yeah. We'll just do a second hour with with Michael, and we can maybe touch on some Tenth Amendment Center stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. And then, have yeah, there's
4: some, a cool just, right to farm bill in Missouri that I want to talk about next week. Right.
0: Nice. You know, it, it, I think that we we've been talk yeah. I know we've been talking about having an RSB show family reunion in Missouri at Leslie's place, their new place, uh, with lots oh, cool. of property. And and that would be in July now of, uh, twenty twenty three this month uh, July, and and she's in Missouri and they're all about farming and growing food so that could that's be, awesome that'd be great to be there. Where are you going with that camera? Oh, we got more. <laughs> awesome. Where's Riley. There you, Riley. There's Riley. Two down. Okay, two out of five
4: or six. We're not sure. <laughs> Steve McCaffrey says six non AI grandbabies. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> don't stand yeah. on that chair. Keep those kids away from artificial intelligence. Yeah. Uh, All right, my dudes.
1: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, this is cool, dude. It seriously is, and I'm glad we found a way to work around the the audio issues. Yeah, it's just and trial and, and, we'll and see error. If hopefully, we can, if we can replicate the uh, the result next week,
4: mm-hmm. I'm excited. What I don't like browsers. Do we it. have to choose from? Yeah. <laughs>
1: just in I case.
4: See <laughs> From Steve, brave.
1: I guess we could try brave. Yeah. What other ones do you have? You have an opera.
4: Uh, no, but I could have that on there just in case. I mean, okay. I have I just Safari, Chrome, brave, and I have uh, Firefox. Okay, but opera I could do too. Mm. I would. I, I would know. think that uh, brave and Chrome would do the exact same thing because they're both I believe- Chromium browsers. Exactly. Yeah.
1: So, operating system, so
4: I guess
0: Brave with Bolden. That's an alliteration, but not hanging with Bolden. There's yeah. too many implications there.
4: <laughs>
1: so, Michael, I'll be in it. touch with you between now and then. We can come up with a name. Cool. And, uh, yeah, we'll do an official launch. Why don't
4: you time. just send it into chat ChatGPT and see what it says? Uh, you that know what? I will I'll, I will try. I will try <laughs> that. Or, <laughs> how
0: about this one? Abba B, Abba Bolden.
4: How about Logical Fallacies? <laughs>
1: Oh, I dude, we don't want it. to do an hour of logical fouls.
0: <laughs> 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 all right, you much fun, but all all good in your new home. They're still enjoying it.
4: Amazing, yay! That's Just so amazing. Great. We're Sarah and I are going to go out and do a little power walk here in about ten minutes. Get some exercise because it's warm and it's mm-hmm. clean and the air is fresh and we've got a family of frogs that lives nearby and it's nice. just nice.
0: It was still so much so much fun to have you guys at the beach house in Solana and Oh dude, and that was so party. cool. That was amazing. Now, a question I have is is it going to is everything going to fall into the ocean? How are you guys doing with the the weather, the water coming from the sky?
4: Oh, yeah, we're at the base of the mountains, so that's not going to really be a problem until like April.
0: What do you mean by April? What what happens then? Snow runoff Oh,
4: on top of the, uh, there, there's not snow where you are. There's snow caps for sure. Really? All over the place. Yeah. Yeah. In the spring, if there's like a heavy rainy season in Southern California and orange County definitely gets it more. It seems like than LA County where I always was. Yeah. But yeah, when we go out and about, we're seeing, uh, snow caps. I mean, it's probably 10 to 20 miles away, but there's okay. going to be runoff for sure. The thing is, why don't they capture
0: the the runoff and and put it into aquifers or lakes or something instead? Of, it goes right. Just to the like ocean. they don't do controlled burns
4: in the forests, and then every yeah. now and then it gets it gets out of hand.
0: Yeah, yeah. Morons. And then they say, "Well, we have no water. We're in a drought." I'm like, dude, you had enough
4: rain. There's water collect- everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I've actually liked all the rain. I mean, I know it's probably been a mess for a lot of people, but everything is so green. I feel like the entire world is photoshopped. It's just like the color and it's so fresh and it is nice. The frogs, the yeah. the family of frogs. Come it's, check out
1: Oregon. You'll see oh, that all yeah. the time. Oh, yeah. constantly, right?
4: I've spent time in Vancouver, Washington. Are you familiar with it?
1: I'm familiar with it. That's just oh. I think that's just isn't that over the border?
4: Yeah, yeah. Just right, bridge, on the, yeah. right on the, right on the yeah. and that area is just so incredible to me
0: yeah. too. Yeah. Well, my friend Susie Olson, uh, who, who she lives on an Island off of Seattle, but uh, you know how, you can only Oh get to yeah, like yeah. It, yeah. Uh, I'm, and, f- like, I'm familiar with that. that. Yeah. yeah. So
1: no, you can't eat the
0: microphone. No eating the microphone. That's right. <laughs> but when we get together with Michael Bolden, we find things to eat. That's for right. sure. <laughs> Even good, if it's a good good microphone ready.
4: microphone, or as long as the microphone's organic. Mm-hmm. We're good.
0: We're good. RSB approved, and and that was the the thing. I did eat well on the trip, but uh it didn't make up for all the not sleep, and and I had to pay for it. So, but I'm coming back, and I thank you for your indulgence. And I barely made it through the week, but I did, and I'm feeling stronger. So tomorrow, tomorrow you I rest back to the gym.
4: Tomorrow you rest
0: by going to the gym. For me, that's <laughs> cathartic rest. It it is. It helps.
4: <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah.
0: And if I could bit. rest,
4: if I could rest like that, then I wouldn't have to worry about how much I eat.
0: Right. Energy bits. Try them out. The chlorella and the uh, spirulina.
4: And, oh, I uh, use um, I noticed that in my smoothies, I'm actually doing some chlorella and spirulina, but I, that was a really interesting interview with her.
0: Yeah, there, she's doing it right. I have to say she's an interesting uh, another human being that I'm like fascinated by all of these. Now, journeys which one's
4: chlorella. the blue LJ? Is it the chlorella or the spirulina?
0: I think the spirulina has more blue than the chlorella. The chlorella huh. has more green. That's my memory of it. Um, but, yeah, we've got these energy bits we're trying, and we uh, definitely a, a nice whole superfood and a detoxifying agent with the chlorella.
4: That's amazing. Mm-hmm. That's amazing.
0: Get brave with Bolden. There you go.
4: <laughs> I mean, I don't know. <laughs>
0: uh, we'll, figure,
4: we'll figure something.
0: <laughs> you guys figure it out. I'm out of here. AI. All right, all
4: right, there's my call. I got to go for this power walk. All right. Big hugs. <laughs> all right, Big hugs, guys. Thank you. All right, Happy weekend. We'll see you on Friday. Yeah. yeah thanks for, for all the extra Friday. time testing this out with me. And Super D, I'll talk to you before Friday. Sounds Yay.
1: good. All right. Peace, all right. guys. Thanks cool. for watching, guys. Thanks for tuning in if you're still here.
0: <laughs> Eight minutes shy of three hours. We're pretty close. We all will right, be guys. back with some new
1: content on Sunday and back yep. live on Monday. And you guys have a great weekend. See ya.